0: Hello, world. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve usually opens the show with a huge celebrity endorsement. Not today, champions. Today we celebrate the birth of baby boy Brewski, a champion born that would single-handedly create the success of the Big Mac, Uber ride threesome's, and a memory packed with useless facts. Would you like to know the color of Emmanuel Lewis's pubic hair? Just ask Brewski, He'll know. A man with a heart of gold, a Boston baby boy. Today we. Celebrate Brewski and award him Champion of the Month. Happy Birthday! He's a
1: champion, champion champ. Happy Birthday!
0: Alrighty Harness, hit that shit.
2: This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and
1: Steve. This is your chance to get vocal. Children,
2: I wish to announce that our show has undergone a reformatting. Let's get ready to listen quietly. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The vocal minority.
1: <laughs> guys, guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Think we could listen to the radio or something?
2: The vocal minority with Nick and Steve.
3: Radio? (laughs) Who needs a radio? Great heavens! What kind of radio show is this? This is
2: the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to the program, y'all. Recording date of uh what is this? January 8th, 2023? Having a tough time getting into this whole 2023 concept, but uh, yeah, me I'm too. walking in slowly. So, uh, Welcome to The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Bruski. Boston Booyah! We're here today yeah. to celebrate the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Bison Bruski, for uh, it's just one day shy of him turning 52 years old.
0: Uh, but when the <laughs> audience hears this, it'll be 52 officially, so congratulations. That is true. Take a moment of this Silence. So,
3: you know, it's been like a really wicked piss of day. And I'm just going to go to the bar and I'm going to have a couple of beers. And it's going to be a booyah type of day.
0: Well, I hope it is How a booyah. booyah type of day. Yes. Yes, you are a champion. Happy birthday, Brewski.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. You made it another year. Are you Yeah.
3: Uh, yes, sexy. I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Barely well, hanging on surprised every day we all make it. So, yeah. Yeah. We're all right there with well, you. Well, the show turns 20 as you turn 52. So, well, <laughs> almost, so anyway. The show's almost legal. Right? Yeah, almost depending on what state you're in, I'm, uh, I'm already able to bang this thing. So,
3: Oh, I was talking about like booze and, and weed and that sort of thing. Oh, You've right. got to
0: remember that sex is all that's on Steve's mind.
3: Oh, okay. Pretty much. Is weed 21? I don't even
0: know. Is that what the rule is?
3: Yep. It, here in Massachusetts it is, yes. Yeah. I
0: never Everywhere. had to look into that part of it, so. yeah happy birthday uh any plans doing anything driving let me just (laughs) working
3: just working
0: oh come on yeah you gotta work drunk at least
3: (laughs) i don't know i can't be doing doing that. that that's right you drive don't you yes yes
2: here's the deal dude is we get older i mean i you know i'm always up for a birthday or whatever but like uh i don't know if this is just me or not but like I see a lot of people really give a shit about their birthdays. And I, I i mean, it's just another day pretty much for me personally. Like, I don't care if I have huge celebrations. You know, if people say happy birthday and acknowledge it, it's nice. But other than that, like, I don't need to do a huge celebration, make a big deal out
0: of it. I do. That's just me, though. Your pure, pure <laughs> well, ego over here.
3: <laughs> well, for, for me, it was just this milestone birthdays like when I turned 50. Mm. um i we We went out and had a really nice dinner and when my sister turned fifty, actually she got two birthday dinners out of me. She got Capitol Grill in Boston and Oscar Steakhouse in Las Vegas within a couple of weeks of each other so Capitol
2: <laughs> Grill is so good dude
3: yeah it it really is and I and,
2: went to the Capitol Grill in boston
0: it 's a cool place.
3: it was right around the corner from your hotel, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I exploit the shit out of like marquee holiday, or you know, the big birthdays, of course. But all the other ones, I still expect everyone to, um, I don't know, <laughs> somewhat bow down to me and give me my <laughs> <laughs> at least ex- leave me alone. if you're not going to, you know, praise me, <laughs> you ex- you
2: want praise and a huge celebration, well, ideally,
0: yes, it makes up for the other 364 days of the year that no one seems to give a shit. So <laughs> you know, I I do feel like no, I don't really need the praise, but I, I feel like it's a day you should set aside and go do something nice for yourself or fun or unplug or do some treat. I usually ski on my birthday or go oh. do something that's, you know, fun.
3: Yeah.
2: It's more a day of... Uh uh personal reflection for me i suppose a lot of people take the new year of like and i do it a little bit but like leading up to january 1st in the new year they try and reflect back on the year and think about where they went wrong
1: (laughs) you know what i mean
2: (laughs) but like uh i guess i just use my birthday as reflection to think about like past birthdays where did i think i would be am i in a better place some maybe not so much here i guess yeah. that's all that's really important to me
0: see i spend every other day of the year reflecting on the shittiness and the mistakes i've made <laughs> <So> <laughs> the birthday is the one day where i'm just like, i'm checking out i'm gonna do something fun and you know like my 40th birthday i uh i exploited the crap out of my wife on that day I, it was just a day of you're gonna do anything i want and it was a fun day i gotta say and probably sad commentary that I couldn't get her to do those things on any other day of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, I cashed it on that. But, um, yeah, since then, I don't know. It's just been a 40-somethings birthday. So, I'm hoping 50 a big celebration. But, yeah, I encourage everyone on their birthday. It doesn't have to be some extravaganza. But uh, try to do something fun for yourself. And, you know.
3: For my, my 40th birthday, we had a big party at the house uh, in Tacoma. Jen and I did. And we did a 70s theme since I was born in 71. Nice. Mm. And then I also filled the refrigerator with uh, 40s for everyone to drink.
2: Nice. <laughs> um, Did you play Edward 40 hands? <laughs> I,
3: I, I didn't, although not officially. Uh, but nobody else was really drinking them other than my buddy Kester and I. And so it kind of sucked because I was drinking 40s for like the next week solid. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> I
1: Just to to nothing but 40s.
3: But, but here's the other part. It was really difficult at the time to find 40s where I lived in Tacoma. Oh. And the reason why was because my neighborhood was designated an alcohol impact area. So yeah. none of the stores in my neighborhood were allowed to sell 40s because there was so many, you know, kind of, I don't know, not so desirable folks that Uh-oh. would go in and buy 40s and get drunk and that sort of thing.
0: So your community so- wrecked it for everyone else, you're saying?
3: Pretty much. Well, that that's nice. there's a few places in Seattle that are like that, where they call it an alcohol impact area, and they won't sell stuff like Steel Reserve, which is that high alcohol content yeah, beer that yeah. homeless folks like to drink and that sort of thing. It seems or like Hogo. every
0: state has that one town. You know, Michigan it's definitely Detroit. I was telling you guys this week it's Bakersfield in California, it's Tacoma in Washington. So I would have thought 40s would be handed out at the you know corner market on every street. Put a stop to that shit, dude. They were like, nope,
3: too many. Although, Although but but I only had to go a few blocks over to another neighborhood and I could and I could buy all the 40s I wanted to. And this was a major plus. I found this one store up on Hilltop that not only had a great selection of 40s, but they actually had one of those old school uh, porn rooms in the back with like a, a curtain. Nice. So you could go back there and you could, you could buy like like nudie mags and porn. They really and were classy
0: like, 40s peep booths. I mean, wow. No,
3: no, 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 not a not a peep booth. It was <laughs> it was one of those things like like where I grew up in Somerville, we had this store called Midnight Variety. And Midnight Variety had this one area that just had every kind of nudie magazine. And that that you could imagine no videos, but just nudie magazines. And when you when we were kids, you know, you'd kind of sneak in over there um, because you want to look at nudie mags. And the guy at the front desk, the register, would always yell at you. Get the hell out of there. I see you. You are not allowed to be in there. We we had a couple uh, of those,
0: too. too. Does somebody make, you know, nudie mags anymore? Is that even a thing? I mean, magazines in general are dying, but does someone still making porn magazines? I th- it's I th- just like some... uh,
2: even people that adore porn, uh, you know, uh, people read the Kindle, but there's some people the purists that just like to smell the pages of a book
1: and
0: It's So much it easier to clean the screen of a Kindle though than it is <laughs> Listen, <you> know, <laughs> sticky pages.
3: <laughs> I will tell you I have a very a very nice uh collection of Hustler magazines from the 70s actually. That
2: does oh. not surprise me. Uh do you have any Wii? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah.
3: I don't. But that was that a good was a one. Uh, yeah, Jugs yeah. was another one that, that yeah. was that was good. They used to call themselves the world's dirtiest tit mag. Classic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The uh, world's
0: dirtiest tit mag. It said it, said
3: it right <laughs> on, the front,
0: the, right on the, the front
3: cover of the magazine. Yeah.
0: No shame. Yeah, uh, but
3: speaking but of, Hustle, uh, I, I always loved so.
2: Playboy, speaking of Playboy, uh, I will now adorn uh, something I've received in the mail. Check that bad boy out, Harness. (laughs) Is Is
0: that that an ashtray you're holding up there? Yes. And what's on it? It's a a woman, but I can't really see it close enough.
2: Yeah, so it's a vintage, uh, the Playboy Club ashtray, and it's got a little... Playboy, Playboy mate, in the middle of it. What do you think of oh. that bad boy?
0: Cover her in ash. Uh that's brilliant. What What <laughs> champion uh, sent that? Your <laughs> way?
2: That is the champion. <laughs> uh, cousin Brisky ber- sent that. The to birthday
0: him. boy gave you a gift. Well, that's right. It? Uh,
3: well, so I, I, when I showed Nick my, uh, Playboy Club ashtray mm-hmm. that I have here, when we talked about ashtrays, how I have a collection of, um, Vegas ones
0: yeah yeah the and air raid sirens going off i'm sorry
3: i i was hoping everything's okay where you are I, I was concerned
0: i don't know whose mic that is we're having issues i don't think it's me but it could be
3: oh, it's, oh I didn't. it, know it must there ex- be
2: me because i can't hear it
0: yeah sorry go um,
3: ahead so 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 when i showed that a few weeks back and and steve you would ask me you're like you collect ashtrays <laughs> and, right. and um but uh nick saw the I showed the Playboy one and Nick liked it. So that's when I went and I sought one out to, to send him nice. his way. And mm-hmm. because you ah, know bang. Playboy used to have those Playboy clubs around the country and there weren't nude women or anything in there. It was yeah, like they just, were just
0: as buddies, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like a place where like businessmen could go and drink. And and stuff like that. Sure,
0: and, you blow. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, All that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all the fun things that you want to do right. when you're in in town for business.
0: Exactly. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Very well, so you had that. forty ounces on your fortieth. I had. I ordered Viagra for my fortieth. That just uh, oh. shows you the contrast. Did you honestly? <laughs> Was that the first time you tried it? I did. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I set up this big expectation for my fortieth birthday of like we're just going to be naked all day long. Everything is in bounds. But then I was like, "Well, what if I, you know, can't keep functioning?" So uh, oh, yeah, so I ordered Viagra for you. A little backup for you. Uh, it turns out I don't really need it, and I'm naturally doing quite well. So, uh, but I did try it. I mean, but I, I didn't even really notice the difference. But uh, yeah, but I was covering my bases for a very important birthday. <laughs> My
2: uh I was having this conversation with one of my brothers. I won't tell you which one, so there's a little anonymity there, but uh, yeah, we one were talking, out of
0: two. Okay, good. Right? <laughs> we were
2: talking about Viagra and uh I think he asked me if I tried it. And there was a time that I needed a little help with it and mm. it was based off my MS. So, ah, okay. which is pretty it's quite common right so the doctor was like you know do you want uh some viagra you know it's important to keep your uh, sex life healthy and everything else and i was like sure yeah, i'll try it doctor so i tried it and it gave me really really bad headaches so i had to stop taking it and oh. it was also kind of odd like we had that whole conversation you know about like condoms and how they can kill the moment like i never got into like oh I'm probably going to be screwing somebody in an hour, so I'll take this now so in an hour I'm getting ready. It was just the preparation, but my brother's talking to me about it, and he was like, you know what? Take three of them, and oh, you'll be good gosh. to go any time of the day. I was like, you're kidding, right? And he was like, no. It's killer, dude. Three, three? I tried four once. It's a little too much. Three, Viagra? <laughs> fantastic.
0: That seems like terrible advice, so how'd that go for you? I didn't try
2: it. Okay. i know, like, fuck, that's <laughs> well, crazy, dude. I don't want to have a, you know, I don't want to be that guy who, like, if you have an erection for more than 30 hours, go to yes. the <laughs> ER. You know? Like, I don't want to be that
0: guy. So. Yeah. Nice.
3: Uh, well, yeah. I think that now these days they sell an extended release sort of thing so that you take it in the morning and then it's in your system oh, all day long. So if something happens to pop up, then, you know, then you can kind of be ready, be ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: also um, tell me if the either of the two of you know about this, but I've been seeing this on Facebook a lot lately. You know, do you get the hymns ads? Yes. So it's like, OK, so they're talking about every time I see an ad and I don't know if this is just directed to me or if everybody gets this, but it talks about uh, these hymns pills, which I guess are basically Viagra. Yes. They help you from uh, coming too fast. Huh. Is that the way your your yours are tailored to you? Nope. Sorry. Why why am I getting that? <laughs> I mean, is is uh, Rachel, my wife, typing something <laughs> in my keyboard that lets it know the algorithm? Uh-oh.
0: Or it's been listening oh. to the show or something. And you, oh. I mean, that, uh, I don't know, don't take it personally. That's fine. It's just Facebook trying to help you out, I guess. So I suppose yeah. so, dude. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, I free based mine just so it was in my system all day. Long. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I you swallowed mine too slowly. It gave me a stiff neck.
3: So. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> you know who's one of the owners of that company, hymns? It's Who? Uh, Snoop Dogg. Really? Oh, really? That's why he does spots for hims.
0: I've never seen his spots. That's
3: funny. He's 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 an investor. He's an oh. investor uh, in the company. Yeah, because they when Viagra became when the patent ran out on it and a, and they were able to create generic versions of Viagra. That's when a bunch of these companies, kind of like Roman and Hims and and all the rest of them, they kind of hopped on that that whole train because then Pfizer wasn't going to be making you know. 25 30 dollars a pill anymore if not more uh, and, and so now everybody can make knockoff viagra because it's basically not patented anymore yeah and, yeah i get it you
0: that's know
3: funny. and so that's when this happened and that's when um i guess he got involved as an investor and in Hims in particular
2: i had no idea or- i've never even heard the ads for him Him doing hymns. Here's
0: one. I've got it pulled up right now.
2: Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's their new tagline. (laughs) Ah, Snoop. Well, it's good. So many celebrities are becoming entrepreneurs now. They realize, you know, fame is fleeting. So it's hard to keep writing songs, but if you invest in the right company, I mean, boom. So yeah. But Uh,
2: anyway. Who is the star that did Uber? Is that
0: Ashton Kutcher? I don't know. Did he invest in that? I mean, he didn't start Uber. I know that, but he may be an um, investor.
2: Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Lyft. He did one of the two. He's a okay. huge investor in it, and like gave basically like gave seed money to get it sure. going or keep it going or something. Yeah, I
0: believe it. Have you seen him on uh what do you call it? Uh, Shark Tank.
2: I have not. No, he
0: I. He's uh, occasionally one of the judges on that show, and it's no. a whole different side of Kucher uh, for sure. He's uh, he's a smart dude. Yeah.
2: He does a lot with uh, human trafficking for children and stuff like that to
0: Congress. Really profitable, for sure. I know he's the best (laughs) (laughs) Another
3: another not so profitable. Oh, you mean against it. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You get it.
3: He he also does a lot for um, Special Olympics. Oh, really? um, Well, he has a twin brother who actually has some sort of. Yeah. That is right, dude. I I heard uh,
2: Ashton Kutcher talking at one point uh, about his twin brother who is... uh, uh, Developmentally challenged? I don't know if he has downs. He has something. He's slow on some level. (laughs) But uh, Ashton Kutcher was talking about, like, I felt guilt for such a long time uh, based off the fact that, like, you know, he's been hottest man of the yeah i was gonna say that is cruel god that he was like i had like it's almost like a survivor's guilt yes you know someone (laughs) who's living and he was like My brother finally pulled me aside, and I mean, he can—he's not so slow that he's nonverbal and can't communicate and stuff like that. But his brother basically said, "Dude, I feel like I hit the jackpot. I'm lucky. I love my
0: life. Like, get over yourself. Get over it." That's a great perspective. I was gonna say the whole—you know—God works mysterious ways. That's a punch in the nuts. Twins. And yeah, one yeah. brother is multi zillionaire, good looking, you know, and the other one's got mental, you know, debil- challenges. Challenges, jeez, I mean, yeah. that's a punch in the nuts. So, yeah, wow. Well, hopefully uh, Ashton is hooking him up with money, and then that probably is a pretty good deal. That guy doesn't have to worry about anything, and hopefully so yeah <laughs> been back in, in iowa here, right? that
3: that's where that's where they're from is iowa yeah
0: yeah corn fed hopefully he's sending naked pictures of uh mila kunis to his brother i mean come on Hello. help the kid yeah. out <laughs> I mean, sure. she's a little hotty karate body dude she, she is, is. Yeah. she yeah. is i like oh. that mila kunis uh what's up where do they live ohio iowa well they're from ohio. He's from iowa but i don't think they live there they live
3: where, in, where does Chappelle now. live ohio
0: ohio yeah. okay
3: yeah he lives in a really small town in in ohio yes. and actually he's he's fighting against affordable housing being yes. built in this town
0: He is, you're right but, ah! which seems like a real dick move to do but
3: uh you know. <laughs> and he's like you know hey well i, I won't i don't my property value going down he's just like wow dave really
0: yeah and he's built a bunch of stuff in that town i mean he's done a lot of entrepreneur things there sure. too. but he built yeah. some or he's in the process of building like a comedy club there and i'm just thinking like who wants to go to the middle of nowhere, Ohio, for anything, let alone comedy? But uh, good luck with it. So.
2: Uh, some of the specials that they've taped at that place, like uh, I think it looks super chill, dude. I mean, you go out and I don't know if you're basically in the middle of a cornfield or what, but they've got this like huge outdoor arena type thing built on his property. A um, looks- Chapelle's
0: place? You're talking? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. if it was open yet. Is it? So uh, I don't know, and I don't know if you have to excuse me be invited to it. Or if you can actually like say, oh, I want to go see a show there. But I know yeah. for like townsfolk that like he has them over and they do shows. He'll bring a bunch of comedians in there and then just like invite oh. some people out of the town. It, they get to see like, again, Chris I don't know, rock. And
0: who would go out there? I mean, it's in middle of nowhere, Ohio. It's, you it's, it's wouldn't you? It, if you got an invite. It's near
3: Cincinnati. It's called Yellow Springs, Ohio.
0: Okay. Hmm uh no i I stay away from ohio at all austin expense to my life so
3: well especially if you're in that area because it's on the border with kentucky
0: right that's what i'm saying there's not a lot around ohio i mean michigan is the crown jewel of that area obviously but uh you know illinois kentucky uh all that stuff uh, it's interesting
3: and by the way here's an update from february of last year the town has decided not to um, build affordable affordable housing. housing. Yeah, because Chappelle
0: pissed all over it. I mean.
3: Yeah, because it says, Ohio Village scraps plan with affordable housing after Dave Chappelle threatens to pull his businesses. The plan did not pass after a comedian called the Yellow Springs Village Council, quote, clowns, end quote, and said a proposed restaurant and comedy club in his hometown would be, quote, off the table, end quote.
0: Wow. I mean, he's really using his fame, you know, pushing that town around. That's a little mini series right there. Hometown comedian some, uh, makes good and starts his own little mafia there.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it was comedians in cars getting coffee. It was some sort of show like this where they actually like went to his town and walked around with him and just like randomly spoke to people in the public. It sounds like he does a lot for that town. So maybe uh, he's denying that type of shit, but I think he's helping in many other ways. Uh, people come through, obviously, when they're on road trip to stop in that town because there's... Shit in all the different stores about the fact that Chappelle lives there. It's his town. And, you know, I think he does a lot for the town.
0: Yeah, but he's doing what he wants to be doing, like affordable housing. The entire state of Ohio needs that. So it's just funny that he's like, hey, I'm building a nice comedy club. I don't need some ghetto over here. (laughs) A bunch of poor people. So,
3: correction, it's not near Cincinnati. It's actually near outside of Dayton. And Dayton actually is a pretty rough city i mean there's a university there yeah so it's even
0: worse so yeah
3: yeah so it's it's out just outside of dayton actually not a lot of tourism
0: happening in that part of ohio so akron's the place to be dude come on oh of course honestly i mean cleveland is the only good part of ohio so but whatever the whole state sucks except for i will say we love brunswick ohio Yay, Brunswick, Ohio. Really? Somebody in Brunswick, Ohio started listening to us this past week, so you're fantastic. the you're the one exception. So thanks. Go kick Dave Spell in the nuts. So but <laughs> go That's can't. Nuts. Yeah.
1: Brunswick, Ohio, you're on the air. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I'll tell you, it's so middle of nowhere I had to zoom in to figure out like what's a town I can even identify with. I mean, it's kind of northeastern Ohio, so it's getting near Cincinnati, but uh not it's not. So so kudos to your Brunswick, Ohio. Is that, you that like where, the uh, other
2: uh, bowling initiated? Is that where bowling is from?
0: That's Brunswick? a great question. I don't know. Brewski, can you Google that? Is that, where, is that where Brunswick, uh, the bowling company, is based out of?
3: Oh, that's a, that's a really good. I just was. Oh, I didn't you. get that right away. Brunswick. There's
0: uh, there's not a lot going on in Ohio, so I can see them inventing uh, sports you can drink heavily during. <laughs> you know? Yeah. which is the only reason to bowl quite frankly the fact that you can drink while you're doing it any sport you can drink and do is good sport with me so
3: well you know i I, i've actually gotten into watching bowling rate lately just because it's a a lot of fun on uh on fox sports network and what's funny about it is is that it's sponsored by pab's blue ribbon yes and 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 there's this one dude who has like this massive fro uh, white guy with like, this massive fro and he's got a pick and he's always picking at it and everything. And- That's
2: the thing Brusky. you're right on the money with like uh, bowling is fun to watch. I've started watching it too like I don't sit down and be like oh, bowling's on at three but if oh, I scroll I was- past bowling, <laughs> I always stop on bowling because These are, and if you're watching the podcast, you will see my finger quotes. These are athletes that are, that are playing a game. And, uh, you know, they are so stupid and semi slow. Okay. Uh, that when you're watching them. Uh, they're, they're just fantastic and exciting to watch because like Pruski says, some guy will be picking his hair. Uh, some of these spins that people do with different arm flicks and the gloves they wear and how they dry their
0: balls and, and hands is just, it's comical. It's entertaining. I suppose it's kind of like watching professional archery though. Like it's another bullseye, you know, it's another strike. Like these guys just bowl so much. If you don't just get turkeys, you know, back to back, then you suck
3: well so the the guy's name guy name is Kyle troop t r o u p You might look him up and by the way, to your point harness yeah. um they just started a um a thing where it's kind of like the major league baseball equivalent of home run derby where you basically have like sixty seconds and you go back and forth between alleys and you have to you have to bowl as many balls as you can and get as many strikes as you can
0: nice and it's a whole lot.
3: Uh, yeah, well, that's outside of the usual,
0: right? I'm glad they're know. taking it up a notch in the world of bowling.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. and just extreme and bowling, just, right. and just so you know, um, Brunswick is all over the country, but they primarily are based in Muskegon, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they have, but they have jobs. See? Believe Michigan or not.
0: beat you again, Ohio. Fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they actually have jobs. One in particular that that will you guys will like based out of seattle and it's called product champion and for their marketing marketing oh, departments
0: nice. champion Professional yeah. champions. well yeah. we're all overqualified for that job clearly so say so.
1: uh,
0: have you heard of us we are the champions so <laughs> uh-huh. yeah we started the champions oh now you are <laughs> a champion
2: we can deem people champions we can also ask people to be champions a champion. <laughs> <J-P>. <laughs>
0: We have the final say,
2: quite yes, frankly. So. Crying out loud. Queen came to us to ask us about Champion.
0: They did. Stardog Champion, they came to us as well. Mother, uh, mother Love
3: Bone, yeah. We
0: started it all. Even before we were born, we started it. So, <laughs> uh, Do you want to hear some of the other towns that have come on board in this past week? Yes. So Brunswick, Ohio, congratulations to you. Uh, I think the most exotic one, Lisbon, Portugal. Name nice. on the map, Portugal, Portugal, Fala, uh, man, Fala Portugal. I guess, Portugal, the country, or Lisboa, maybe I got it wrong, but either way, somewhere in Portugal is listening,
3: Lis- Lisbon is the capital.
0: Okay, so uh, uh, somewhere in your neck of the woods, Ruski, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut is on the map now.
3: Very nice, nice.
2: Yes, it's got to be a uh, Scotch drinker. That's a rich area, isn't it? Brisket, yeah.
3: No, it isn't. It isn't. It used to be kind of nice. There's a university there, and actually, Manute Bowl went, play went to went to college there. Really, I just
0: thought everything in Connecticut was nice. So apparently, Minut no, Bowl the, went to college there.
3: Yes, he 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 came over from I forget where it was in Africa, and I guess somebody happened to be on like a religious mission or something like that and stumbled upon him, and that's how he ended up at the University of Bridgeport. Mm. How tall was Manute Bull, Brewski? 7'7", I believe. Mm.
0: Mm. Do you see the wealth of randomly useless knowledge Brewski has? <laughs> we were talking about, dude. And someday you'll have to reveal what color Emanuel Lewis's pubic hairs are. Yeah, People save hilarious. that for us. Mm. I always tell my kids, like, this random knowledge I have would be completely wasted if we didn't do, you know, entertainment stuff, radio and podcast. Yes. So it works yeah, well for us. Otherwise, it's taking up space in my brain that probably should be used for better things. But. For sure. Uh, all right. Uh, Cliffside Park, New Jersey on the map this past week which according to the map i was looking at it's a stone's throw from manhattan it's like right across the i don't know is that the hudson east river i don't know what it is but some river there it's right
3: across the, Huts- the, the hudson river Yes. there you go
0: so at first i thought we had somebody in manhattan but then i zoomed in and yeah cliffside park new jersey so that's, that's
3: bergen county though it's close enough
0: that's what i'm saying i mean you could uh chuck a rock across the river and hit uh, the statue of liberty so that's cool yeah um Kent Washington on the map this week Ooh. another one in the Seattle area
2: I nice saw Kent Keeping it real in Kent.
0: I lived in Moving Kent for a couple years. It was a uh, phenomenal time. Dude, I always forget about the fact that you lived in freaking Kent. Yeah. Really? You, who yeah, did you live in there.
2: Kent with?
0: Laura and I. We got an apartment down there. It's affordable living on the south end of uh, Seattle there. So. Uh,
2: And then you got the fuck out and moved to North Seattle, right, with Laura?
0: Yeah, I think we were into Green Lake after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. So Kent. I bounced all around the Seattle area. But yeah, Kent, you know the land of apartment buildings and strip malls basically so
3: and high schools that, nick don't they have like four or five high schools in kent
2: yeah they got a ton of them and uh, uh they were small mall close to mine but uh, uh there was a lot of fires out of kent kent's a little ghetto Look, <laughs> i mean i kent affordable, is a little ghetto. Yeah. Uh, affordable <laughs> uh if you take a big sniff You can smell Smith Brothers Dairy Farms. It just smells like a big pile of shit in Kent.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome to the map, Kent Washington. We're glad to have you on. (laughs) Hey, I'm not saying I don't go there. So don't listen to Mister Eastside over here. Okay, (laughs) Kent Washington is just fine.
3: And by the way, if you find people at Smith Brothers Farms would like to sponsor this great program, you're more than welcome to do so.
0: Absolutely, we'll shovel shit for you. It's all good. (laughs)
2: Well, uh, dairy farms are one of those odd smells that, like, I get off on a smell of a dairy farm. Uh, My sister loves the smell of a skunk. Uh, You know, some people love these odd smells. I love a dairy farm cow shit smell that's reeking throughout
0: a city. I like farm smells as well. You know, growing up in Michigan, I was on quite a few. And, uh, yeah, came in handy in my previous relationship. We'll see if that ever comes up again.
1: It's it's the love of stunned. barn smells <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> yeah exactly um and i lost track guys have i ever announced capitol hill before in seattle as being a listener
3: i don't, I don't believe so have. but yeah. my old neighborhood
0: yeah so i uh, seattle we got a, a, i think seattle's our number one city as far as number of people and i'm starting to lose track of the dots so capitol hill i saw this week and i'm like was that already there i couldn't remember but yeah so part of Seattle, nice. Capitol Hill. yes, Bruski's old stomping grounds. Oh, Stone yeah. Stone's throw from the old radio station.
3: Yeah. Just a short walk up the hill.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. Stop by Linda's if you're there. I'm going to keep coached. Yep.
3: Unless you're too drunk and then harness insists upon giving you a ride home. Oh, yes. did I do that once? That's nice. Yeah, the, the night that we had the DUI lawyer in, and oh. I was I was wasted, <laughs> and you were like, you were like, you're not walking home. There's no way you're going to make it up the hill, and you nice. gave me a ride home.
0: See, see, everyone, I am a nice guy. Sometimes <laughs> so. there you go. Sharing is caring. That's right. Um, an- another good one. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, came on the map this week. Very nice. Yeah, we are spreading. We are spreading like an infectious disease. And I have to tell you, I apparently didn't know where St. Louis was. I thought it was way further south in this country, <laughs> but it's, no. it's really not. So, uh, so yeah, St. Louis, and Missouri on the map.
3: Not many, many, many people know this, but home of the toasted ravioli. Oh, uh, I did wow. not, know. I did that's, not that's, know that. That's where it was invented. And they have a really great, in St. Louis, um, Italian food community uh, and, and Italian community within St. Louis. Who would have thought? You're thinking south? It's that all, is, you know, yeah. Southern a tremendous home. play by Bruschi.
0: Indeed. Isn't that where Budweiser's from?
3: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: St. Louis, Missouri, Anheuser. There sure
3: is. Yep.
0: Yeah,
2: so. You have a great Italian section of uh, your hometown, Bruschi. Uh, uh, the I went North somewhere. End. Yeah. The I North went end, to, yes. they have like a, you know how like a, in a lot of cities you could go to Chinatown? Uh, I went to Italian Town in Brewski, or in Brewski, in Boston. That's where I was.
3: Boston, yeah, the, booyah! The, the the North End.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, this place is lined up with Italian restaurants, and then deli after deli that has cannoli and any any delight that you might want. And at 1 a.m. There's lines that take 30 minutes to get through out the door. It was oh. crazy.
0: That makes sense to me, East Coast, because that's where originally everyone funneled into this country through. But why sure. they ended up stopping in St. Louis, Missouri, that's a mystery. Why anyone would stop there. <laughs> so well, well you look at, at the, the the all, this, <laughs> right. all the – I love that we're just bashing on all these new towns for <laughs> <were> coming on.
3: <laughs> but you look at all the Scandinavians who settled in, like, Minnesota and Wisconsin, and then they even moved all the way out to Seattle – all the Norwegians went to Ballard. Wow. You go to the go to Ballard. There's that big statue right at, by Golden Gardens that that um that Viking statue, and you look at the base all around it, and it's just littered with yeah. Olives and Sven's all over it. Yeah, that makes sense too. And
0: that really is a commentary on this country because a long time ago people started moving west, right? And they got to the middle of the country and they thought, you know, half of us have died already, but fuck this place. Keep going. Keep going till we hit another ocean. <laughs> you
1: know, right. like yeah.
0: Seattle, San Francisco, LA, give me Portland, give me something like fuck the middle of this country. So, these are the uh, building blocks
2: of this country, for crying out loud. Those who uh, don't want any more immigrants in this country, this is what makes our country beautiful, dude.
0: Well, like you said, what was Nebraska's new slogan, it's not for everyone? Yes, <laughs> right. Yep, yep, apparently it's not. not Some people are willing to keep walking across the country to get the hell away from it. So, Or
2: it may be faster to turn back.
0: You know,
3: but then but then you look at all the Germans that settled in the Midwest, uh in Nebraska, and also even on nice. down to Texas. In Texas, there are a lot of, believe it or not, Germans and a lot of Eastern European immigrants. I mm-hmm. mean, there's the town down there with the same last with the same name as my last name, actually.
0: Bruskey? No.
3: Oh, no, right. <laughs> no my, my my real last name, Fisher. Oh gosh. Gotcha. But with the C in the middle. Um, but it's amazing. People don't think they think of like the local Southern culture or the local Midwestern culture, but they don't think about the people who sure. actually settled that area and, and where they came from. And and they complain about immigrants coming here and how it's awful and that sort of thing. But at some, at one point your ancestors were the people that other people were complaining about.
0: Of yes. course. The irony um, of that is always humorous to me that we're a country of immigrants, unless you're a native American, but somehow a lot of people, they got here, they tried to close the door behind them. Yeah. Right you selfish
2: bastards nebraska does have a huge (laughs) german population uh especially omaha you know but and germantown i mean they have a they have a really large german population which is yeah it is weird i don't know why my father went there from germany Mm. fucking went to you know nebraska
0: that seems odd right it does and speaking of Germans, and I know, Nick, you've said on a previous show that you've got, you know, your great grandparents were actually, you know, in the German army for the Nazis and whatnot. Um. Yeah. My 16-year-old my last night was telling me stories about how her high school is ordering a bunch of swastikas and flags and a swastika thing you can put on lights to project a swastika up on the stage because they're, the they're doing the sound of music.
3: Oh, I was going to guess cabaret, but okay. Ah,
0: Yeah, that'd be a good wow. guess too. So I, I kind of thought in this day and age that when a high school does the sound of music that they would probably not use the Nazi flag. But uh, her high school's is staying old school, <laughs> well, so they, how do you order this? Like, go on Amazon to order a swastika flag,
3: or where? You know, I don't think you can do that story without the Nazis, though. That's the pro, that, that's the the the, the problem yes. there.
0: Well, I had asked her, you know, like first of all, what website do you go to order swastika stuff? <laughs> is it for theater stuff only? Like, what did, did they say? There. But she was telling me that other schools. Uh, don't necessarily do the swastika. They have, like, red flags with a white circle or a white circle with, like, a black X or something. Like, some schools are just not comfortable for some reason ordering and displaying, you know, swastika. I get it, dude. That's terrible. But, yeah, her school is uh, sticking to the old school. And I I asked, at what point does society stop ordering Nazi flags just for the sound of music? Like, do we not substitute that with something else? But Who's the guy... That's making Nazi flags, and it's become
2: profitable for them.
0: you know right. what I mean like
2: uh, we got another huge order exactly is it a good
0: thing or a bad thing? I do not know. this high school's on some FBI watch list now, I would imagine
2: how does, <laughs> the, uh, how does uh uh your youngest feel about it?
0: Are they my youngest Crosby? Or uh, your firstborn, I mean. Okay. Uh, uh, Crosby's not quite sure what Nazis are. We <laughs> tried to explain it a little bit to him and why that's weird. Uh, Neo is, uh, they're glad that they're sticking with what it's supposed to be. That, sure. you know, that Sound of Music, Nazis were part of it, so they're going to stay true to what it was. But, but yeah, uh, they were telling me that when they unfurled them the other day and hung them up on this big stage, Oof. that everyone kind of like grimaced a little. Of like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like This is a little weird. <laughs> that we maybe not to
2: make it good in the end, like, uh, at, you know, after they go off, take a bow, they burn them in front of the crowd or something, you know, they should
0: hey, maybe get rid of them. Yeah. I'd love to see the clientele list from that website that they, they <laughs> ordered from A lot of productions in the South that sound to music for some reason, apparently. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's very popular.
0: Hogan's Heroes is taken off over there.
3: Right. I, I still like watching Hogan's Heroes. I know
2: you do. I I mean, yeah, it's comical. It's funny. Uh, why wouldn't you?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: let's I sp- be honest.
3: I spend, I spend $9.99 a month for a particular streaming service on my phone so that I can, well, not just that, but Barney Miller, Maude—you nice. know a bunch of those old TV shows I grew up with. Yeah, this yeah. particular—it's not—it's ten bucks a month, and I can DVR them and then go and watch them later on. You know, Ours I loved that,
0: that show as a kid, and I never understood the whole—the real you know what it was they're in a concentration camp basically and no prison of war camp prison war you're right sorry it wasn't the concentration camp but but yeah the fact that it was you know nazis and all that kind of stuff and adam carolla has got a great bit about how did they get away with making that show what network pitch was that you know we're gonna we're gonna do a show set in nazi war camps but it's gonna be a funny show it's gonna be funny no 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 funny like (laughs) And someone made all, that uh, yeah, someone pitched gonna... that show and someone approved it. To, We're gonna like, keep it light though. Do you know,
3: you know? <laughs> do you know who the production company was that actually put that show out? Oh, who? Who? Bing Crosby Productions. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah, Mr. I beat the hell out of my kids on a daily basis. A lot. Is he spoke from Spokane Nikki?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. God, risky. You are on it today. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny didn't we used to work with the son of who was the guy that starred in, in hogan's heroes hogan or no it was
3: oh no that, that's bob crane
0: yes we worked with one of his sons we did yeah the three of us yeah they did another show and i'm blanking on the name um on the buzz on the yeah. buzz yeah. yeah and it was bob crane's son and um, they weren't very good. They didn't make it very far. But they they did do a limited little syndication thing. They had a little success with it. But, yeah, it was Bob Crane's son. and they started Did he
2: it. go by the last name Crane? Yeah. yeah.
0: Boy, I can't uh. think of it, dude. He did a whole thing about his dad. That's part of how they got that well, show launched, is he told a bunch of stories, because his dad was into all sorts of kinky, crazy sex things. And-
3: well, have you ever seen the movie Autofocus? Mm-mm, no. So Greg Kinnear stars in that, and uh, Will- Willem Dafoe's in it. And... um it's all about Bob Crane and the whole, because he was cheating on his wife for years and he was hooking up with chicks. As a matter of fact, him and uh, Richard Dawson used to have this um, running bet back and forth who scored the most chicks uh, between filming weeks and that sort of thing. Really? uh, Yeah. And so the guy guy that actually was helping Bob Crane meet all these chicks was a hanger-on from Sony. And okay. this is this is when Betamax first came out, and this is when Betamax and VHS were first coming out, and who was gonna be like the dominant the big
2: boy? Yeah, yeah,
3: and of course we know it went to VHS, even though Betamax actually had better picture quality and, and that quality. sort of thing. Yeah, and so that this guy was recording all of these sexual encounters. Uh, and they would like do threesomes. Him and Bob Crane with like all sorts of hot chicks. Like Crane would pull in the chicks, and then they'd start like filming, and then the chicks would bring in more women and that sort of thing. And eventually, Bob Crane got sick of you know hooking him up and 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 that sort of thing. And they say that that's the guy that actually bashed Bob Crane Bob Crane's head in with a tripod. Who Richard Dobson? No 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 the, the the guy from Sony played by Willem oh, Dafoe in, okay. in the movie that okay. was the guy from Sony the Betamax guy. I see. Booyah. yeah. But but you like know. the movie. The movie's actually the movie's actually really a good movie.
2: What's it no. called? The Focus? Autofocus.
3: Autofocus. Auto
2: Focus. All right.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Greg Kinnear does a decent job as, as Bob Crane. He's kind of I don't know a little campy. Uh, I guess uh, that's, that's Greg Bob
2: Kinnear. Cr- Greg Kinnear's campy, I think.
3: yeah yeah. you
0: know i always assume looking back at history that everyone was so good and pure and noble and you know you realize humans have always been perverted murdering freaks yeah (laughs) and stuff like the bob crane story tells you very well like we're animals dude i mean we've
2: always been animals and that's exactly what we still are it just and now it's just getting crazier and crazier in some respects well it's (laughs) easier to spread it around now you know Yes, it goes a lot faster, more people see it. Uh can you imagine a world today where what's what's the guy from Family Feud or uh Family Feuds name Richard we just, Dawson Richard Dawson. Oh, that exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he basically sexually assaulted women on camera every day, dude. On that show, it's just crazy to go back and watch and see how fucking uncomfortable these women were with him just like basically making out with them on camera right in front of their husbands and kids and like that's crazy dude yeah
3: he met one of his wives that way i believe it was his second or third wife and she was like like not even quite 18 yet and uh he met her as a she was one of the families competing on family feud well and he hung himself right no no, he 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 died only a couple of years ago of uh, old age or, or something like that. Uh, I know that he did not commit suicide. No,
2: uh, two different Family Feud hosts. Oh no!
3: No, no. So you're you're thinking of Ray Combs? Now, his here's, here's the interesting story about Ray Ray Combs. <laughs> Please, I love you,
0: Brewski. Yes,
3: good. <laughs> now, now this this is a this is a radio story. So I picked up this guy to bring him to the station one time. When I was working at this rock station in Boston, and he was casting for the TV show Extreme Makeover, mm, not okay. the home, not the home one, but the one right. where people go and get like yeah. massive plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we worked so, with the
0: guy. We did
2: in Seattle too. That had that went on that show.
3: Go ahead. No sir, me. really.
2: Yes, we did. Uh, he was a Cairo news guy. I won't get you off track, but he. Okay. He went on extreme uh, person body makeover, whatever it was, yeah. and uh, they cut a bunch of fat and shit off him. They really ended up fucking his body up, and oh, he, he, I think he sued him. But he looked like a different person when he came back. No longer fat, but they also, like... Added stuff into his chin to make Two it like points. a sharper jaw nope. line. I mean, they really <laughs> fucked him up. He looked like a plastic person. It was crazy, yeah.
0: but it was good TV. So I- great
3: TV. <laughs> <laughs> they did it for the right time of sweeps week.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right, so you picked the guy up in Boston.
3: So he used to cast prior to that for Family Feud. So he uh, would meet with meet the families and pick the right families and, sure. and he and 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 women also,
0: that were open to being molested on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: There's a lot of things you have to do, you know? Are you a sex offender? <laughs> but but I guess they even had to like kind of figure out which families would play off each other better. Sure. And and that sort of thing. And so while we're driving up to the radio station, he tells me about how when he was casting for Family Feud. Ray Combs was the host of Family Feud. And so when Ray Combs went into a psycho institution, they thought, okay, he's just he's having a tough time. He needs some time away and that sort of thing. And but to your point, Nikki, he actually hanged himself and killed and died. He hung himself.
2: That's crazy. And so, then but, the but, next host.
3: But but no, but then here's the other thing. That was actually not supposed to happen, believe it or not. <laughs> um he wasn't he supposed went, to hang himself. No, what happened was at the at the facility, they had closets in each one of the rooms and they were they had these rods where you would hang your clothes on. But they were supposed to break under a certain amount of weight so that you couldn't hang yourself. Ah and the, sense. but so he got in shape so he could hang himself. No, what happened was <laughs> the company who actually uh, the construction company, because this was a brand new facility, less than five years old. They put the wrong um, uh, hang of line. rods in there, <laughs> and, and they put, like, the, the standard sort of stuff in. So he said that they all believed that Ray Combs went to go hang himself as a cry for help, so to speak, so yeah. that the thing would break. He'd fall on the floor. People right. would be like, oh, no, don't He's go He's suicidal. Help him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it turned out that by the That'd time work. he was hanging there, he couldn't <laughs> save himself, and that's how he died.
2: That is exactly what they call "fuck around and find out."
0: Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oof. Well, fun history lessons. These are good. Nick, I'm realizing you and I would have a lot of dead-end conversations where you'd say something, and I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Let's right. go to Bruce the next topic. here? Yeah, right. completely. <laughs> right.
1: uh, you
2: know,
0: uh, my brother
2: and I are obviously, he's older than me. I don't know, 10 years older or whatever. But uh, our conversations nowadays are spent with like, uh, oh, I watched a great movie. You know, God, that guy that was, what's that guy's name? And it's us then trying to be like, this guy? Guy? no not that guy and I, I, it's fucking 20 minutes of like god i know i can't figure it out yeah. and then an hour later it'll be like oh ray cones yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely this is why google comes in handy for uh you yes. know who was that one guy or bar bets or any of it no just fucking google it look it up yeah so yeah hundred percent we need who a search guy, engine called brewski.com.
3: But who, who was the guy after Ray Combs that killed himself? Because I don't remember that person.
0: Uh, the guy who
2: uh, did Double Dare. Uh,
0: Mark
3: Summers?
2: Mark Summers. Mark Summers I, hey. Uh, wow.
0: He hosted Family Feud. Dude? Mark
2: Summers host Family Feud?
0: Siri's not going to know that. Come on.
2: Mark Summers. Yeah. Um, host and producer of Double Dare. Uh, He's alive. Hold on, dude. Let me go He's
3: 71 it. years old. <laughs>
2: Two people kill, Two people hung themselves
0: from Family Feud. I think it's hanged themselves.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, they hung. I mean, it, well, it, happened, it happened. I'm not talking about.
0: Oh, it's uh, past tense. It's right? past tense, I oh, suppose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that always throws me off. Hang hung.
3: Did, did Did you know, by the way, that um, Mark Summers is an extreme germaphobe? And he wow. was we're all, we're all filming Double Dare. Wow.
0: Covering in slime and rolling around on the floor yeah, exactly. and talking to all these people and yeah, that's funny. It was a great show. Yeah, back in the
3: day. Uh, let's see which family feud host. Oh, it's only one. Oh, yeah, and that was Ray Combs.
2: Yeah, mm. Ray Combs. Uh, there was
3: somebody else
2: who uh, it's like uh, Bruce Lee. I mean, you know, no, he like, and his son died.
3: Uh. Because <laughs> they had Richard Dawson, then they had Ray Combs, and then after that it was Richard Karn uh, from Home Improvement. He hosted Family Feud. But he's still alive.
2: Steve hmm. Harvey. I don't
3: know. <laughs> Steve Harvey.
2: <laughs> I can't remember. I will,
1: dude.
3: I will say that, that, that Steve Harvey, his version of Family Feud, had one of the best answers ever. Which and was. He said he said, name finish this phrase, pork. And one of the guys uh, pork answer, is not a
0: phrase. What do you finish this phrase? I uh,
3: oh no, he says say, like finish this, he says finish this. what's the word that goes with this word here? Okay. Something like that. And someone it was someone might say
2: chops.
3: Oh, like pork loin or something right. like that. And this guy, dead serious, said you pine. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> and, thought you we were of, gonna
2: say your wife.
3: Th- that, <laughs> that would that would be better. But when he said that, Steve Harvey, legitimately, just said this guy just he wanted to say motherfucker you know we wanted to say it he's, just like, he's like he couldn't believe it and then all of a sudden he completely lost it and and he, he had to like he's trying to catch his breath he's laughing so hard yeah. he
2: does he's great with reactions and everything else and i think he's a great host of family feud uh one thing i don't necessarily care for is the steve harvey show where they talk to the audience do these come up on your facebook
0: reels and stuff like that no. No.
2: Of the, the audience. audience. Not the other. What's that? The Family feud, feud stuff, though. Yeah. So there's
0: a lot of great clips out there of double entendre answers and stuff.
2: Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey's doing this. They, he has the Steve Harvey show, which I suppose is like a Donahue or, you yeah. know, it's like a talk sure. show. Uh, but after the show's over, they do this thing where the audience can stand up, and I think it goes on for like an hour after the show, oh and they record God. it, of the audience asking Steve Harvey for advice. and <laughs> uh, and, and it's almost like... A, and it's a very serious episode. Like, they really want his advice and everything else. But it's a lot of women ask, or men asking questions about their partners. Like, hey, you know, my husband comes home. He doesn't want to do anything when he gets uh, uh, done with work and blah, blah, blah. What do you think I should do? And then Steve Harvey will give, Steve Harvey will give this long answer. And a lot of the time... It's very chauvinist like you know uh Oh, oh. yeah the lady will be like, you know, I'm tired when I get home from work and uh, don't feel like making dinner or don't feel like having sex. What, should, what, should, How should I tell my husband that? And he'll basically say, like, uh, you should take your clothes off and get on all fours and, you know,
1: have <laughs> fuck with your husband.
2: You know, and it, th- somehow he'll make it like, a marriage needs this, you know. but I was yeah. going to say what makes him qualified, but I like his answer so far. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh I find my my mom started watching it and they started ending up on my Facebook page. It's really crazy.
0: That's funny. Yeah, fun stuff. One of these days we need to flip through our Facebook news feeds. I'm just curious like what kind of stuff does your phone show you versus my phone and you know because it's figured us all out. Mine is mainly Marvel and dirt bikes. I assume that's not how your feed <laughs> goes. So, it's not. I have a lot of
2: UFC on my facebook Interesting. <laughs> and because usually when one will come up i'll watch it if it's an old fight or something like that uh I, I get a lot of ufc i get a lot of that family feud shit but for like what do you get for new uh uh sales stuff what comes up
0: mm. nowadays there's a lot of dating apps because they figured me out on that part for sure ah but... uh... I will tell you, like on my news feed, like the the news articles that they post, not my you guys posting stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because my typical feed will be – it's almost first a Marvel story, and then it's something about politics, and then it's almost always – Some famous woman on the beach showing off her sun buns. (laughs) Really? You really know me, Facebook, don't you? Dirt bikes, (laughs) superheroes, political news, and hot chicks in thongs. You're doing good, Facebook. I can't say that you're wrong. I mean, yeah.
2: No, I mean, I guess that's what it does. Oh, well, I opened my Facebook to see what the first ad would be, and it's this. (laughs) AARP. Yeah. I guess that tells you where we are. Yeah. but yeah second thing on there a little ufc action yeah we should go through and see what they are that's hysterical
0: i didn't know you were a ufc fan what's your recurring themes brewski they figured you out
3: yeah it's a lot of car stuff um for some reason i keep getting lots of pictures of castles of the world maybe because i've, I've liked a few pictures here and there mm-hmm. um, Yeah. You know, have you ever stopped on
0: something and you're like, wait, don't stop because now I'm going to get nothing but videos about this or there's times like my kids will come in the room and I'll stop scrolling and I'll talk to them. And then I realize I stopped on some video of something and it's playing now. Great. I'm going to get nothing but things about this.
2: Uh, You can reject it, though. Right.
0: Do you know that? What do you mean? Like when they show me a video?
2: Uh, yeah anytime you get an ad or a video if you click on those three dots up to the right you can say like I'm not interested in yes. this I never want to see it again or whatever and I you got to do that sometimes
0: I sometimes do there was a point where Facebook <laughs> I guess because it was doing politics they started showing me a bunch of conservative that Ben Shapiro or shit yes like, and yes. I was just like no 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 stop showing me this shit and it took a few days to filter it all out but it did go away so but yeah, yeah I, I just uh, there's some topics I don't want to tell them like you know I may be sick of dirt bike videos but if i say no to one then they get rid of you're all You're gonna of them. lose it
3: yeah so so have you, have you noticed when since musk took over on twitter that you're seeing a lot more right-wing stuff on your feed
0: you know i i don't scroll through twitter too much i go on there to post our stuff and that's about it so i i don't have a good bearing plus i'm, I'm new on there so i don't know what it was like a year ago
3: or i'll tell you what i notice on my end of things that um that uh that, that I'm seeing a lot more uh right wing like people I don't even follow and no one that I follow would be sharing that that particular material either. Mm-hmm. Um and it it started happening just after he took over.
2: Interesting. Yeah, uh I wouldn't doubt that at all. I've well, seen you know,
0: the spike in it all so
2: yeah. And I've definitely made a commitment to myself. Like you brought up Ben Shapiro and stuff like that. Like I get a lot of that shit on my feed and I don't ask it to go away just because I would like to I would like I want to I what li- I know what the enemy's doing yeah, in I get one that. respect, you know. And uh right. and another, I mean, uh I'm not completely closed down to if you make a good point. Uh, I'll listen to it, right? Like yeah. Want, you let
0: me know I'll, when you find one of those idiots making a good point, and I'll watch. Yeah, the exactly, videos. dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: one out of every five hundred thousand, maybe you get a right. sneak a good point in there that I'll be like, oh yeah, I agree with that, and maybe it's a good point, or maybe I'm starting to slip and become a dick. Right. You know what I mean? It's got to be a one of dick
0: t- test. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going off the deep end? Speaking yes. of dicks, uh, the other big thing I get nowadays on every platform I go on, Wednesday Adams. She just keeps showing up on all my feeds. Oh, I bet you love that. You haven't said, I'm not interested in that one, have you? Well, it's good show prep research. So. Mm. And I'm telling you, I'm still Jenna Ortega. Like, now I know who this woman is. I still... She is not on one of my, like, celebrity lists, but but because i've posted things and commented on things now i get exclusively you know wednesday adams jenna ortega videos shown to me constantly So how we're uh, indoctrinated in this country dude yeah i guess so dangerous oh, so, yeah. speaking
2: of indoctrination yes are you guys involved in this conversation of the price of eggs in america
0: well, I, I see people on on the uh, the social medias debating it, and I see some crazy prices out there. Someone the other day tried to post like, "Look, these eggs are twelve dollars." Uh, these eggs are twelve dollars. They negated to point out it was a pack of twenty four eggs. Right. Okay. So, which
2: is still, I mean, I suppose is expensive for eggs. I'm going to break this whole egg thing down. Ruski, are you hip to egg prices?
3: Uh, yes and no. I don't
0: eat a lot of eggs. All right. I eat a lot of eggs. I don't care what they cost. I don't even look. What are they, six bucks a dozen or something? I mean, I know this is a big Fox News talking point, that the price of eggs. It must be a
2: huge Fox News thing. So uh, let's rewind back to fucking eight months ago when we're starting to see uh, all the prices and the, uh, you know, raise and the empty shelves, deliveries are late, all the issues we had uh, post-pandemic, right? Yes. My brother who is a conservative is all over me about every time i talk to him he's like have you seen the price of eggs and the first couple of times i didn't really engage but i was like eh. he kept saying it so much that i finally asked him do you eat a fuck ton of eggs right he was like yeah you know i go through a couple dozen a week between him and his family or whatever a couple uh, a
0: dozen a week okay
3: jeez yeah. that's a lot of eggs
2: yeah. uh i think Part of the problem is uh, his uh, his daughter is eats through a feeding tube, oh. and I, and I think she takes a lot of raw eggs mixed with stuff. Okay, so, so they're going he,
0: broke now with the price of
2: eggs. I said to him, I was like, okay, say you eat four dozen a fucking month, and say they're eight dollars a dozen. Right. Okay, you're spending thirty two dollars. You and I will go into a bar and each have two drinks, and it's that bill every time, and you never fucking complain about that. Right. I said, why are you on these eggs? Well, then I see it popping up all over Facebook. People are talking about the price of eggs, this and that. So finally, I want to shut my brother up because I feel like, oh, have I made you feel dumb enough for complaining about fucking egg prices, dude? Uh, obviously not. So I tell him. I, I went and researched it. There's basically, and you can fact check this or whatever, uh, basically three major companies that provide most of the eggs to America, okay? There was some sort of chicken disease that they had to get rid of a ton. They had to kill a bunch of chickens. Oh, thanks, Biden. Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe Biden, you (laughs) fucking asshole. So uh, I called my brother, and I was like, I think I solved the egg mystery. (laughs) <laughs> because there must—he thinks there must be some conspiracy going on with Kamala
0: Harris. Yes, I know.
2: Yes. <laughs> right? So I told him I was like, "Oh, we've seen this happen with." You know, mad cow disease, like they had to uh, put down a ton of people making eggs. And this is why the prices are so high. Supply demand, trying to get caught up. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's it. I was like, it is it, dude. Here's the article. (laughs) Uh, And now I just see everybody talking about the price of eggs. Go fuck yourself, these Starbucks drinkers. Uh, save a coffee a week. Like come on, why are we talking about fucking eggs here? It's great.
0: well, it's really a good point. So what if it's eight bucks a, a dozen? It was what six dollars, So your budget just went up by you know two dollars a month. <laughs> yes.
3: You know, maybe you guys need to come back here to Massachusetts because I'm looking at, the uh, website for Demula's Market Basket, which is where I do my grocery shopping, and yeah. they have many stores in the, the area. And according to the Market Basket weekly flyer, the Market Basket large white eggs, eighteen pack, yes. grade A, grade A brown eggs, two dollars forty nine cents. Yes.
2: Damn. That's that's fucking good. That's
3: not high. I know.
2: I'm I'm being facetious. Like, fuck me, dude. Your eggs get off of me. It
0: was $2.39 under Trump, motherfuckers. What the fuck?
2: (laughs) It is just uh, the egg issue. Speaking of things that I know very little about that piss me off. What is going on right now with Kevin the whole Kevin McCarthy oh, thing? Will you guys gosh. please I, I Rachel and I have been watching it nonstop for, you know, the past week or whatever. I sort of understand it, but I cannot grasp the concept of why what's happening is happening.
0: Because everyone hates Kevin McCarthy. The only good news about this past week is now the, the left and the right, all of us can hate Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and all of these little, little group of idiot Republicans that have bogged down the entire process. Because the Republicans, they have just the narrowest of margins in the the House of Representatives. So they can't lose almost anyone. But some parts of this country have elected a couple of fucktards that basically got a group of, like, you know, five at the core, but about 20 total that just hate Kevin McCarthy. So they weren't going to vote for him. And he couldn't he couldn't lose any votes, basically. And why he kept rinsing and repeating and just over
3: and over and over. I mean, that was a bit of a mystery. So uh, I think good. I, was gonna, I think that what he was hoping would happen would be that if a bunch of the democrats the older democrats were like you know what fuck this well, i'm out of here and that sort of thing if they walked out there were less there were less members in the chamber yes and then you don't that... have to
0: get 218 at that point
3: exactly
0: yeah yeah it's the weirdest strategy ever to just keep embarrassing the shit out of yourself day after day for uh for a week straight here and yeah, apparently somehow he wore down a few and Trump's trying to take credit now for screaming at Gates and telling him to knock it off, but I kind don't know. It's beyond embarrassing for the for the man who's now third in line, you know, to the to the presidency where people start dying and whatnot. But um yeah, well, it's, it, a, it's it, a sign of what's to come. They're not going to get anything done because this little vocal minority is going to hold up the entire majority.
2: Yeah, and yeah. that's my question is, like, uh, I mean, in one sense, this is a big filibuster for however long he goes on. Right. Because they won't yeah. get anything done they, or they won't be able to get anything done. No. And they talk about the committee's that they are going to be, uh, you know, investigation of Fauci. They're going to try and smear the name of the Democrats, and that's all that's going to be able to take place. Yes. Nothing
3: will get productive. passed for the next two years. But that's, but that's that's, the whole point. Kevin McCarthy has never in his entire career in Congress ever written or um, put forth a bill of any legislation whatsoever. He's not there to get anything passed at all he's strictly he's strictly an attack dog that that wants to be able to um be the the lead at all these investigations that's that's all it is
0: it's a bunch of people that hate government and hate democracy and where you have put them in control and for some reason they can't get anything done it's it's a mystery to me so he had to give up
2: so many things right to make to get this to happen right
0: anyone's allowed to punch him in the nuts anytime they want that was one of the things he conceded with so
2: any one member can force a motion to vacate
0: yes yes he's going to have to go through this process repeatedly cuz any one person can do a no confidence vote i think it's called and make him go through this entire process again you I know mean, it's another, absurd
3: another thing they 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 that they, they wanted to do and and i get wanting to get more members involved in legislation instead of it being so consolidated with the speaker but what these quote-unquote freedom caucus people pushed for was they want people to be able to step up to the mic and offer amendments to bills as right before they're going to be voted on. So now you're going to have a a line of people that are just going to throw amendment after amendment after amendment, and it's like, okay, well, when are we going to get this put down? Which ones did we agree to? Which ones did we not agree to? It's just going to just... It's going to be two years of total
0: chaos. It's ridiculous. There was a funny night, though, this week where Lauren Boebert was on MSNBC and the host berated her. And then she went on Sean Hannity's show and Hannity berated her. (laughs) Like she finally united the left and right.
2: She's so fucking stupid, dude. I mean, it's just hard to even listen to her talk. Uh, I don't understand uh, how the Republicans have now fucked themselves into. Basically, being responsible for the uh, for the debt for 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 all the debt, they're going to be responsible for it. And I don't know if Republicans will just look to the other side and be like, no, that's bullshit, but they're going to be
0: responsible for it all. This whole debt ceiling thing is one of these, this is not going to be funny when they don't vote to uh, you know, keep extending the the debt ceiling, because it's money we've already spent, it's money we already owe, but they're trying to make some principled stance in the completely wrong time and place. It's going to fuck our country. Yes, it's going to keep happening. This is going to be really not funny at some point, and uh, I think enough Republicans might actually see that, too, where I want to say a lot of these morons will not win re-election again, but... um, we all get to go through the uh, the hell to watch that happen.
3: Well, did, did you happen to notice when um, Mike Rogers, who is uh, a representative from Alabama, actually had to be restrained? Um, yes. see, there's a famous picture of someone's hand coming across his yes. face. Yep. He he went after Matt Gates, mm-hmm. and um, yep. Tim Burchett, who is a Republican, uh, who happens to be from Tennessee, he actually called Mike. Uh, rogers a redneck and he said he said that he said that perhaps mike rogers should not have been drinking before he went back on the floor to vote Ouch! yeah yeah but now at the same time tim Burchett at one point is seen talking to matt gates and you see this look on matt gates face like he just saw a ghost like Tim Burchett is speaking to him in no uncertain terms, mm-hmm. and Matt Gates goes from smiling to like, "Oh my God, I'm in fucking trouble."
0: Like he was threatening him or something, or
3: exactly. Well, exactly.
2: isn't he the Matt Gates, the guy who has so many allegations of rape and uh,
0: child molestation stuff underneath him? For 17- and 18-year-olds that he was right. uh, bringing across state lines for uh, hookup parties. He is such, I mean, he
2: plays his part perfectly. You know that he likes to play the part he's playing, that he won't shut up and gets the attention. Yes. But he is one of those guys that you would, uh, I'm I'm not a violent person. I would love just smack
0: the shit out of him over and over again. He looks like if Central Casting was asked to find some dirtbag politician that would be banging 17-year-olds, he looks the part perfectly. Yes. You, know, you do just want to punch him in the face. So, yeah, this is what parts of our country have elected. So now we get to see how this little experiment will unfold now that there's someone in charge. I mean, re- the good news is we have the Senate. Nothing's getting through. And we have the White House. But this is going to be a, a shit show of nothing happening for two years.
3: Have you yes. noticed who Matt Gaetz's doppelganger is, by the way?
0: Who? Mm, no. No beavis yeah that's
2: funny
3: (laughs) he does kind of look
0: like beavis you're right he looks like beavis and he's certainly a butthead so yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) that's crazy well yeah. yeah does that answer your question nick was that the kind of where you were you said you didn't quite understand what the fuck was going on
2: yeah i mean i guess it is it, it's all just uh i i'm looking for some reasoning in all of this and it's because it just appears as such a clusterfuck to me and i guess that's the answer it's just a fucking clusterfuck and it's gonna be a clusterfuck
3: yeah did did you guys see uh hakeem Jeffries' a to z speech i read some
0: clips from it do yeah. you have any of it pulled up there
3: I, I I don't have it pulled up here, but um, the fact the fact that he was up there and not uh, reading from a prompter, um, I mean, he's a former prosecutor and attorney and that sort of thing. So of course, you know, he's you know he's he can do well, it. He can do that do it and that sort of thing. Um, I I see that he was viewed. million times.
0: I've got a small clip here. He says, we will never compromise our principles. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy. The Constitution over the cult. Governing over gaslighting. Justice over judicial overreach. Maturity over Mar-a-Lago. Reason over racism. Wow. (laughs) I like him a lot.
2: I think he's great. I think we're going to see a lot more of him. Uh, Rachel seems to think that uh, he may be president
0: one day. Yeah, he's got the it factor, or maybe he'll yeah. just be the next Pelosi. That's just going to be the speaker well, he, the next twenty years or whatever. Well, he,
3: he's the actual handpicked su- successor for her. Yes, um, she picked him in part because he is a moderate like her. He's a centrist,
0: and he's yeah. young. He's up and coming. He represents a more diverse, you know, a constituent and all that. Yeah,
3: he's from Brooklyn. You know, he's kind of got that that New York sort of thing about him, and you might sort be of our thing.
0: Brooklyn listener. We do have someone in Brooklyn listening, so oh, I assume literally. it's
3: him. <laughs> Representative Jeffries, if you would like to come on our show anytime. Right. We would happy to have
0: you. We'd be happy to help ruin your career by coming on the show. <laughs> Discussing <laughs> the things we discuss. So, come it's on those that. politicians
2: that are intelligent, that are smart, that are coming on shows like this, podcasts like this. You know, uh, I think I told you guys Hillary Clinton wouldn't do Stern, and she came on after she lost and basically said, like, it was a huge mistake. It yeah. was a huge mistake to not come on a show like this and be able to, you know, try and get some voters Yep. Well,
0: anyone's welcome, so come on down. Champion. Well, um personal stuff. Anyone want to discuss feces and whatnot or what? Oh, I can discuss feces. As long as we're going from politics, might as well talk about other shit throwing going on.
2: I'm so fucking hungry, dude, that I haven't uh, thought about
0: it. So let me think about this. Don't bring up being hungry to me. Uh,
3: Listen, I'm, I'm starving. I really have. I've had maybe, wait, three slices of bacon today. That's it. I have yeah. had no food at all. I Man. woke up
2: and had biscuits and gravy. Eggs. Wow! <laughs> uh, I had some. I did have some bacon, and then afterwards, I had a big glass of orange juice.
3: Someone get me some cheetos
2: i know you're hungry brisky but let me get through this okay and then i had a couple of pancakes
0: <laughs> yeah i'm in the middle of fasting right now which is what these two fuckers are i'm
3: pretty starving myself
0: we'll get to my we'll get to my struggles momentarily.
2: starving dude yeah uh yeah no uh steven brings up uh pooping because yeah i had a doctor's appointment on tuesday and uh, i get there and i got a laundry list of shit that my doctor wants to try and get through with me and I walk in the first thing she brings in is this little envelope and i was like what? or she starts pulling pieces out of it we're
0: voting on the oscars <laughs>
2: yeah i thought you know what are we doing here like is this a customer survey or what you want me to fill out but uh no it's not so it's got vials and fucking uh you know q-tip swabs in there and she's telling me like uh okay this is a big piece of paper. You're gonna—it's gonna go over your toilet seat, and you're gonna take a poop. And this is exactly how she says it. It was not real clinical. She's like, <laughs> "You're gonna take a poop. Your poop is gonna fall on this paper, so it's not gonna go in the water. And then you're gonna take this out of the vial, and you're going to mush it down into your poo poo. And <laughs> I'm just like. Oh. My
0: gosh, dude! Is that how that test works on a piece of paper? At least I got a bucket to dump into. No, yeah, I,
2: it's I, not a bucket. It's a piece of paper that has basically like a paper soup bowl to catch your poop, mm, and you. I don't know. I haven't done it yet, dude, but I'm going to poop in that. And then there's, I have two vials and two Q-tips that go with them. She said, basically, I'm going to stick the Q-tip in there and yep. make it poopy and then put it back in the vial. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, and when you're done, you know, you just make sure they're sealed up real good. Uh, you'll hear a click so they don't come apart and put them in this envelope and lick the seal. I was like, eh, I'm not going to be licking that fucking seal.
0: used to sponge for that.
2: yeah, <laughs> A wet finger or something. Oh, yeah. uh, and she was like, and then it's the mailman's uh, issue after that. And oh, I was like, poor that mailman. is Awful! The <laughs> mailman has to do this, uh, and she was like, "Oh, they do it all the time. The, you, this is in your mail all the time." I was like, "Not in my mail. Yeah. <laughs> in the American mail, but it's poop it's- going that-
0: all over the country right now,
3: <laughs> and it's, it's intermingled though with your mail. So right. when you pick up the, you pick up your bills, <laughs> <Right. to> open <laughs> right. up, you know, are yes. getting all sorts of poop and and all sorts of fun stuff uh-huh. all over. So I she tells
2: me that uh, you mail it. And then it'll, you know, after it arrives, it'll take about a week to get your test back. And she said, uh, you mail it assume, to
0: Mar-a-Lago, and then yeah. you're
2: right. She says, <laughs> assuming everything looks good, you're fine. You're done. If something is off, then we'll schedule a colonoscopy. Yeah.
0: Why did I not get this option? My doctor told me that now that we're 45, I'm 46 now, but, you know, that we had to get a colonoscopy. They never gave me the poop-in-the-box option. Why'd you get that?
3: I got that, too, by the way.
0: What the hell, man?
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's just
2: the doctor thing. And uh, to, uh, to be honest with you, I brought this whole thing up about, yeah, I've never had my prostate checked or anything like that. So when I was at the doctor last time, I mentioned to her, I was like, I thought at 45 there's some things i'm supposed to start doing and she was like oh yeah you know we should probably we should probably do that so i mean that this is one of them i don't know i poop in a box and then if it's bad i do a colonoscopy you pooped in a box though already and just dropped it off right
0: who me yeah yeah i had to do it and i told the whole story on episode whatever it was view back um
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I had this uh, digestive issue with this uncontrollable diarrhea that started a few months back and kept going. So I had to do all these tests. This was not for colon cancer, like the pooping in the box thing, or a regular colonoscopy is for. So, yeah, I had to, uh, I had to take multiple vials, and I pooped in a bucket, and I had to scoop it all out with a tongue depressor and put it in these vials. It was a humiliating, degrading experience. But did Did you only get the colonoscopy referral because
2: that test you did there, something came back negative or weird?
0: No. So, like a year ago, I had just my general physical at, you know, after age 45, and the doctor told me that, you know, you're eligible for a uh, colonoscopy now, so you should do it. She never gave me the option to poop in the box. And according to the commercial, you're only supposed to do the colonoscopy if you have some family history of colorectal cancer. Right. You're supposed to be able to do this pooping in the box thing first, and I never even got that option. But now that I've had all of this weird gastrointestinal issues going on, I've just been uh, leapfrogged to the front of the line for a colonoscopy, which I am uh, undergoing tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So that's why I'm fasting today. And uh, after the show, I'll be taking 24 pills that will make me just uh, have a streaming waterfall yet again. Serene You're just waterfall. gonna be
2: shitting for the next. Uh, well, and here's the thing I thought about, dude. Not to, uh, not to manifest this, but yeah. you got a, how do I
0: drive you, there? Yeah, you got like an <laughs> hour drive, right? Yes. I asked my doctor about that. Like, hold on, how am I supposed to drive to the hospital to get this colonoscopy if I'm chocked full of diuretic medicines and. She claims, and we're going to test this theory tomorrow, that 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 far into the process, your colon should be completely cleaned out, so you do have to keep having the medicine in your system, but you should be able to go a few hours without having to, you know, pull over and go to the bathroom, and... And not only is this hospital I'm going to an hour away from where I live, but there's going to be a full-on blizzard happening tomorrow. So I'm assuming it's going to take me, instead of an hour, probably at least two hours.
2: Oh well, uh, yeah. And, I mean, that's you're going to have over a couple of feet of snow are expected to drop. So yes, uh, it's going to be a tough drive. And uh, I thought to myself, maybe, just maybe, you should head down today. Spend the night
0: today. I don't know about that. I mean... Maybe, but I want to be in the comfort of my own home and my own bathroom as I have this waterfall action happening. And if it really is the bulk of it tonight and I'm basically done tomorrow with that portion, then I don't know. I guess I'm okay with it. But
2: Have you pooped it all today? Just regular poop?
0: Yeah, my, my usual morning constitutional. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Hopefully you'll be good, dude.
0: Uh, we'll see. This is going to be quite a process. I mean, and uh, you know, I, I read on the directions yesterday because I finally sat down and read the whole thing yesterday, and I realized that I don't get to eat for it's going to be over 24 hours because basically it said. On the twenty-four hours out, that breakfast you can have a very specific dietary breakfast, and it actually is stuff I already eat. Basically, it was eggs and white bread or cottage cheese, things like that. So I eat eggs sure. every morning and a bagel. So, so I had eggs and a bagel this morning, and then that's it. So now I can only do clear liquids and Jello for the next twenty-four hours, and the Jello cannot be red or purple for some reason. I don't know if that's conflicts with the dye they're using or whatever, but probably. So or I've got. It'll look like there's blood in your stool. Maybe that could be. So I don't know, but yes, I can drink pulp-free orange juice, and I can drink Seven Up, and I can have Jello. So I've got a fridge full of orange Jello, and a, a two-liter of Seven Up that I'll be living off of <laughs> for the next twenty-four hours. Yeah, that's a tough one, dude. And then Jeez. once I'm done with this process, it's still another two-hour drive home in another snowstorm. Still, and. Part of me is like, well, I'll just go immediately to some restaurant and get a good meal. But then I just took a diuretic several hours before that. Am I going to get home with fresh stuff going through my system?
2: This is the truth, dude. I mean, are you preparing to have a change of clothes just in case I'm saying this just in case maybe maybe a small bucket and some toilet paper, maybe some baby wipe shit like that?
0: I mean, I would put it in my car. I'm packing an emergency suitcase today that if I do get out of this thing tomorrow and I have to stay up there in the north end, that at least I'm going to have clothes and bathroom stuff. But I thought, like, I should probably bring some sort of, like, towel, like, if I have to sit on it. What if I'm going to have it? You should definitely do do that? that. And, yeah. yeah, I'll bring some wipes, but you got to keep in mind, I'm in the mountains in a blizzard. I don't have the option to just pull over and run out in the woods and, you know, take a dump. I'll get hypothermia. And, uh, there's, and the entire route I'm going is populated. There's no good chunk where I can just pull over on the side of the road. And,
2: yeah. I got the solution right here, dude. You, gotta, you drive a RAV4. Yes. Back seat, put the seats down. So if you have to go back there and lay down, you can clean yep. yourself up. uh.
0: The misery that I have to (laughs) contemplate for this. Take my
2: diaper daddy.
0: Oh,
3: my gosh.
0: And the other problem I'm having is I don't have anyone to take me to this thing. You know, it's a bitter reminder of being a a single guy at this stage of life, that my person is not here to drive me. So I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to do snow removal in the morning. I have to take another round of these 12. It's 24 pills. You take 12 the night before and then 12 the morning of. And then I'm going to have to drive in a blizzard two hours. I'm going to be sedated. I'll be unconscious. So I'll then wake up, and I'm going to be starving. I'm going to be groggy. I will have just been roto-rooted, having a garden hose shoved up my ass. And then i got to get in the car. And here's the thing. they, they Technically, they don't allow you to leave to drive yourself home, right? Yeah. So I told the hospital, I don't have anyone. So my plan is I'm going to get a hotel, in your in town, and I'm going to have a taxi cab take me to and from. And they said, okay, that's acceptable. Problem is, there's actually in this little town up on the North Shore, there are no taxis. There's no company that serves that town. So maybe there's an Uber driver, but it's also in a blizzard. So I don't know if Uber's going to be working or not. So I'll tell you what my plan is right now. Yeah. I'm going to get done with this procedure. I'm going to look at my phone and go, oh, hey, Ubers, they're there. They're waiting for me. And I'm just going to leave. And if they walk me to the curb, like in the wheelchair for insurance purposes or whatever, I'm just going to stand up and leave. And what are they going to do? They can't tackle me. They can't bring me back in the hospital and tie me to a bed. And if yeah, I have to they, sign I mean, out AMA, you know, against medical advice, I'll do it. Yeah. But I'm well, leaving. You're not keeping it. against the law, right? It's exactly. just against
2: policy. And so, I looked it
0: up, too. Your insurance company is not allowed to negate the entire thing just because you signed out AMA
3: or walked out of there. So that's my plan. And we'll, well see yeah, how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you know what you could try to do, too, Steve, is you could try to schedule an uber ride and so then what happens is is like say your test ends at say 2 p.m and they think it's going to be another couple hours before you're free to go and that sort of thing yeah you can actually schedule the ride for say four o'clock and then what happens is is that instead of like is there someone around uber will actually send that trip to a driver to to come pick you up it's kind of like scheduling an an airport trip yeah
0: but someone's got to accept it right i mean this is a small town i don't know how many people are driving uber
3: but, but the other thing, too, though, is, is that a scheduled ride might cost you 5 to $10 more, but at least you know that it's that you're not taking a chance that maybe someone will be out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And think, here's the other problem. What if I jump in an Uber and I tell the guy, like, I don't actually want to go anywhere. I just did this to get out of the hospital. Can you just drive around the block and drop me back here? Because I'm driving my car to the hospital, and I'm driving. Oh, yeah, he
3: does, the, the, the driver wouldn't care because, I mean, I've had people where I'm, like, halfway to the destination and they're like you know what i'm gonna get out here is that okay if i get out here and i can end the trip exactly where it is no problem at all
0: and my other concern is it's a really small town so the drive even if i tell him to take me to a hotel it's going to be like a five dollar ride who's going to want to accept that in the middle of a blizzard
3: but hey dude, how
2: far is valley girl from where you're going to be oh
0: Two hours, and she doesn't have a car for this. I mean, she'd be driving my car. I mean, in a blizzard, Mm, no, Mm, yeah so You're, no i mean my a
2: real shit sandwich dude i mean it, it is, is it's it's, it's a tough to try and figure this out i'm sorry uh one of us isn't there to help you out with this that sucks yeah.
0: it's what happens i mean my my 16 year old is in school and has a big day i'm not going to pull her out for that my ex-wife honestly reached out to me the other day and was like you know we're still family right like i would do this but uh, you never asked and <laughs> i'm working now that day and Yeah, I just there's there's no one to lean on for it. It's a four or five hour commitment, probably even more with the snowstorm because to drive there to wait for me to come back. I mean, someone's taking a whole day off and and I have driven under conditions that I probably shouldn't have. So don't tell me that waking up. I'm a little groggy. I can't drive home. Fuck you. Give me my car. I'm driving home. And if I'm, yeah, truly, I mean, the very, if least, I'm truly you just open
2: together. your window, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I need to, I'll go hang out at a Starbucks for an hour and drink some coffee. But again, what is that going to do to my system? Like, I'm going to wake up from this thing starving, and I got to get out of this the hospital. First thing on I want or not. I don't know. I just desperately want to get to my house, get in my own bed, and just get through this whole day of fasting and being plunged, and then driving home in the blizzard and reminder being bitterly alone that i have to go do a medical procedure Solamente. so i don't know but yeah i'm a little stressed about how am i going to break out of this hospital you are ever they
2: had a colonoscopy brewski
3: uh, i have not uh although uh, i've heard some people you know are okay with it other people are like god that was really awful you know
2: I've been trying to find out. I asked my brother. I know my. I know probably both of my brothers have had them. I'm trying to find somebody who uh, I could ask. Could you have driven after your colonoscopy? That's what I. That's. I'm trying to get a personal reference to know, like, yeah. can you it, actually do it? It, re- well, it
3: really. I, I've been through other procedures, and during other procedures, um, I I know I couldn't have driven myself. Well, but they but,
0: tell me this is light sedation. It's enough yeah. to put you to sleep. It's not like they're opening me up where they fully knock you out.
3: Yeah, that, that's 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 what I'm talking about. I've I've right done where they've cut my pectoral muscle open and replaced my defibrillator right. and that sort of thing. And so uh, then I'm on heavy duty. Like I can I can't even really walk that well.
0: I'm more worried about just being dizzy from starving to death after 24 hours that i won't want to drive or can't and i'll tell you i talked to my dad about this who's a doctor he's a surgeon and he knows this well and he was like there's no scenario that you can drive home after this procedure and i said okay i said dad i got a hotel room i don't but um i said you know Uh, what if i if i'm done at noon and i go to the hotel and by two or three o'clock i'm fine can i drive home he's like oh of course he's like you should be fine a couple hours later it's totally fine like then bite me. Like okay, so I'll go sit in the parking lot for an hour if it's really that. If I just need to wait an hour or two, like please.
3: Maybe, pay maybe for you know maybe maybe you should pack like a couple of lunchables or something like that in your your little to go suitcase so that when you get out of your your. Um, yeah, yeah. Your the procedure. procedure. And, and while you're dry, if you're driving, then you've got something to eat there and yes. lunchables, whatever, you know, the,
0: I'm just worried. The, it's all going to run right through me. That's what I need to I, ask I, the I, doctor beforehand. Like when do I digest normally again?
3: Oh, maybe just put crackers in there. You know, that'll fill you up. And also, and then if there's there's liquid that that might possibly be making it, trying to make its way out. If you're eating crackers, that might help kind of bring everything together a little more, you know? (laughs) right? My first plan was,
0: I'm going to Starbucks, but then like drinking coffee is probably not a good idea.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So have a brand muffin while you're there.
0: Right, yeah. Let's just see how I can ruin my upholstery in my car 20 different ways on the drive home.
3: (laughs) Do you at least have leather seats?
0: No, I don't.
3: Oh, okay.
0: They're black cloth. Um,
2: (laughs) I'm reading a uh, personal story from a guy who's answering our question here who has had two colonoscopies. Uh, He is basically stating that, like, uh, first of all, there are very strict rules when you're trying uh, or driving from – your colonoscopy procedure. Don't bother wasting your time trying to talk to your doctor out of this requirement. That is, producing your driver on the spot at the medical clinic to confirm you'll be driven home after the procedure may be required. I tried my darndest to convince the doctor that I could drive home, but she wouldn't have it. No, your doctor won't
0: also- and it's not for medical reasons, by the way. It's insurance. It's their insurance company won't let you because if you go get in an accident, you get to sue the hospital. Your doctor so also will not accept
2: drivers from Uber or Lyft or a cab driver. You well, may my hospital warned. told
0: me they would. Oh, they would. Okay, I specifically called and asked, and they said yes. We will. That is okay. Just make sure you tell us that the day of. Perfect.
2: Okay, so this guy says his experience was when I had my first colonoscopy, a family member was my driver. After the procedure, I didn't feel the least bit woozy, loopy, or otherwise drugged or impaired to drive. I could have easily driven home, but my family member was there, so they did the driving. Ten years later, after my second colonoscopy, uh, I had a driver, and it was a good thing I did because I just felt really off. I, when I was leaving the building, I felt I could have driven, but I didn't feel a hundred percent.
0: I it think you're describes be every fine, Friday night for me. So yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine, dude. I mean, as I far as
2: driving goes. So you listen,
0: know. if I absolutely, if I get up from this thing and I chose, I mean, I'm a good judge of when I can drive or not. I truly am. So yeah. if I feel that I can't drive, there are hotels, and yeah, I'll call an Uber or whatever or walk there. I mean. But again, like I've done the research, they cannot keep me there. So yeah, I can tell them good, I'm leaving. I can sign your form AMA against medical advice, but you can't keep me here. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just I mean, if you don't, know, again, if they walk me out, I'm just going to be like, oh, there's the Uber right there. I'm just going to go up and start walking and just keep walking. <laughs> you know? Right. See ya. Yeah. Sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, uh, do, uh,
2: do you still have diarrhea, dude? I mean, months later, are you still having like solid diarrhea?
0: No. I mean i've been on this medicine though that is supposed to have it all under control but they don't want me to stay on this medicine permanently so we're trying to figure out what caused it and this whole thing by the way could be a total waste this not answer any of the questions it could be some dietary thing that all of a sudden developed but an
2: allergy or something yeah. Right. yeah or
0: maybe it was just the stress i was going through i mean there are other options and the doctor told me too like the most common things they're looking for are all easily treatable Um, You know, not non-surgical and whatnot, because I had the freak out this week of like, well, wait a minute. What if they do find something in this whole thing? I haven't even considered that. What if, you know, what if something really is wrong up there? But either way, it's good. I mean, like we've talked about, we're due for one in this stage of life. And um, I had a rare colon infection years ago that no one in my age group is supposed to have called diverticulitis. Oh, yeah. And and serious, dude. Yeah, so I don't. I think it's good that they're going to go explore. (laughs) So yeah, I I mean,
2: if there's something wrong, you want. I mean, you want to know,
0: right? Yeah, you got to get under control. So exactly and by the way i was telling my kids about this yesterday because i was on the fence as to whether i tell them i'm going through this or not i mean i'm not going to die obviously but it's a it's a somewhat serious thing and they're aware i've been having health issues and they've noticed this week i got a lot of pill bottles on the counter and why'd you buy seven up dad you never buy seven up like
2: sure so i I, uh, I you have to have the conversation so i'm glad you did
0: well, and so we went out to eat last night at a, a big, uh, like a barbecue restaurant because I wanted, this was my last full meal. So <laughs> yeah. I wanted a big ass hamburger and some, you know, onion Scrannies. rings i did go to sunny's yeah nice, nice so uh, we're driving there and i'm telling the kids like okay guys like there's a reason we're going out to eat tonight and uh here's why and i started to explain like you know you guys know that i've had these you know digestive issues and we're trying to figure it out so i'm having a thing called a colonoscopy where um you know i'm gonna i can't eat for 24 hours and i got to take this medicine that's going to kind of cleanse my whole system out and and Crosby's like, "So what what's the procedure though? Like what are they doing to you?" And I said, "Well, they put a camera inside of me so they can try to see what's going on." Where does Am center, I, dad? And my innocent 13-year-old son is like, "How do they put a camera inside of you?"
1: Testing?
0: Right? And I said, "Well, buddy, they don't use my mouth." And he was like, "Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. No, that's <laughs> enough." <laughs> And my 16-year-old's just got to roll it dry. I think they're well aware of what a colonoscopy is. But, yeah, my 13-year-old was too funny. Like, okay, okay, that's enough. Stop. Stop there. <laughs> you don't want to play Guess the Orifice, do you? <laughs> There's only two ways in the male body. It's not my mouth. So, <laughs> so yes. So, that's tomorrow. I will certainly share the whole experience on the uh, the next podcast. And uh, hopefully I don't end up in the, uh, the jail in Truckee for running out of a hospital.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> you. Blind, uh,
0: they may put you on a psychiatric hold, but they're not going to arrest you. No, I read how to do it correctly. And you just can't indicate in any way, shape or form that you don't feel sober, that you might want to go hurt yourself or anything like that. As long as you tell them, I feel fine. I am leaving. If you want me to sign out AMA, I will. Otherwise, you can't keep me here. I'm gone. Here's the worst case scenario. You ready?
2: Yes, just to give you something else to worry about sure uh, that you get into the car and take off and they call for an impaired driver and you get pulled
0: over and put in for a DUI. How would they know a car I'm in though? Your license plate. They'll look at it, dude. <laughs> They're going to watch <laughs> me get in my car or watch me drive away. Sir, you can't leave.
2: I, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. And then they follow you out.
0: Pull me over, cop. What are you going to do? You're fucking breathalyzer, really field sobriety tests. I don't I wouldn't fail any of those no
2: well maybe you'll feel a filled sobriety you don't know dude you may be wobbly just be uh, careful
0: dude. challenge accepted <laughs> pull me over cops let's do this thing in the yeah. middle of a blizzard you make me walk a straight line yeah i'm sure there won't be any wobbling going on there so you'll be fine dude.
2: You're going to be fine. I can't tell you how many procedures. I mean, every time I go, I, I get an MRI twice a year and they yeah. fucking loop me up for it because I'm so claustrophobic to get in that tube. They loop you up to or it. loop you up?
0: What'd you just say? They loop. Oh, loop. Okay. <laughs> they I don't know they what mean, kind of procedure you're getting done where they're looping you. <laughs> okay.
3: They got to slide them in that tube. It's really tight. <laughs> yeah. And you may not fit. So, you know.
2: Yeah. But every time, dude, I mean, there was one time that they gave me this specific drug and I don't even know what it was Uh, after I got done. Uh, I was with my ex at this point in time, and she was like, you want to go out for lunch? And she should have known at that moment because I was very loud. I was like, love to go out for lunch. (laughs) And she's like, shh, be quiet. And I had no idea how loud I was talking. It was a wonderful afternoon, but I woke up the next day, and I had no recollection of what had happened. Like my memory was like they fucking, you know, put one of those card erasers on my head, the the magnetic erasers, and just all the knowledge of that day before was gone. And it was such an odd feeling. I told the doctor, I'll never take that medication again because it kind of freaked me out. So they started. Yeah, that's what it was like, I suppose. But they started giving me xanax and they were you know when to do that they give me a higher dose so i'm definitely calm i go on that tube and i'm fine most of the time i fall asleep yeah when i get done i fucking drive home dude i mean i don't need somebody come and sit for five hours to take me home at the end of this thing because i'm fine dude I'm, i'm walking singing driving i'm laughing
0: yes i'm fine dude I'll well, tell you, if I show up tomorrow and they say, no, you can't have a cab, or because of the snowstorm, the doctor couldn't get here, I'm going to freak out. Oh, sure. I've, I, I've already started the cleanse. Uh, and I've already, I had to get a COVID test, by the way, like an official one, not just a home one to prove that yeah. I didn't have COVID. Like, this ball is rolling, so the doctor better fucking get there. And the nurse I talked to a couple of days ago that said, yeah, you can take a cab home, that's fine. Like That all better pan out or I will be... Yes. That'll be Bullshit. So yeah, there's a lot to stress about, quite frankly. So I'm not looking forward to any of this next 24, 36 hours here.
2: Let me tell you, throughout this story, Bruski and I have just gotten hungrier, but we appreciate you sharing with us, dude, for sure. Uh hot dogs, yeah. Oh. oh, there's <laughs> somebody selling hot dogs. I need bugs, a, so. I need a jello salesman. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, good luck with everything. Tomorrow Harness will be sending good vibes and energy that you're
0: just Thank fine. You. I can finally lose a few pounds that I desperately need to lose.
3: Steve. Yeah, (laughs) no
0: kidding. Because you
3: can drink clear liquid. Does that mean that you could drink, like, vodka and tequila and (laughs) vodka and that sort of thing?
0: It does say no alcohol, unfortunately. Boo. Yeah. So... Ah. I'll tell you the woman I'm uh, dating uh, sent me a funny video of this woman waking up from sedation just saying like when can I smoke marijuana? When can I smoke marijuana? And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be me tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah, up, so. You're going to want that vape pen with <laughs> you. Know, oh, exactly.
3: You know, uh, uh, I'm, have- I
0: honestly I thought about that, but then again, I'm going to be so hungry like driving home stone starving I'd be like, oh, that could be what fucks me, so.
3: Yeah, you know, when you see those colonoscopy videos, um like after them more mm. times than not, people are just letting out like they ripping major farts. Oh, not really? Right.
0: I'm good at that. So. Uh,
3: yeah, so you 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 might want to get some footage of that, Steve, so just yeah. audio audio wise, you know. Mm.
0: Duly noted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'll say you the... uh, you know what, take it when you just click your voice memo recorder on your iPhone as soon as you get in your car and give us a little of you know
0: real time. I will test it out because I am impressive in general. I mean, I can make
2: jockey has made an error. it
0: was wrong sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) I rip some impressive farts, like farts that people look at me like either give me a round of applause or wonder what's wrong with me. So if I can take it above and beyond that, that certainly will be worth recording. So I I will do that. Very nice
2: uh hey steve i hate to bring up something live on the air and i realize maybe i should have talked to you about this off the air before i just bring it up in front of america
0: well maybe the sound effect was appropriate then (laughs) what are you saying what 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 do you got
2: uh i would like to know and i'll be vague to start the question and you'll get this um you got a phone call from somebody that said, oh yeah, I think I actually would like to come on the air with the vocal minority. Are oh, we allowed okay. to talk about that yet? Because Bruce I, doesn't I know.
3: know. No. I think I do, but
0: I, I listen. I'll, I'll bring the the general topic up. Charlie called me and said that he, you know, he's willing to come oh. on the show and talk about his years in prison, but. He also ended it by saying, "I got to talk to my ex-wife, his current girlfriend, uh, sure. and you know maybe consult with his lawyer to make sure there's not some topic because he's going through a you know bitter custody battle and all of his own problems. Sure, he's not trying to make anything worse. And I warned him, like people do, listen to this in your live and it does. Once it's posted, it's posted. Um, so he, yeah, I mean, he called me saying he was ready that he kind of wants to come on and maybe there would be a topic or two we would avoid, but that he wants to talk about his 20 plus years in prison for yeah." Belly murder. Well, I've heard back from him since.
2: I mean, that's fantastic news, right? We really want to talk to Charlie.
3: Well, um, yeah, and 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 we know that. I mean, I don't know Charlie. You don't know Charlie. Steve does, but I think he knows that if he comes here with us, it's a safe place. We're, yeah, we're sure. not go, we're not, we're not going to put him in an awkward position. We're not going to be disrespectful or anything like that whatsoever. So I think I think Steve. I think that's that's kind of why I think he might be. He may feel comfortable because he knows that we're not going to do that to him.
0: Yeah, we've built up a level of trust, and he's listened to the show. And, um, yeah, he wants to come on and tell a story. But I have not heard back from him if uh, the other people in his life have said, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Uh, At least this ball is rolling, though, because
2: before it was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. So. Sure. the th- thought that there's some interest here and yeah. maybe some progress will happen on it I'm excited this is a man if you've never heard us talking about this uh who is uh had been in prison since he was I mean I guess he's
0: our age right close to our age a couple years younger but yeah he spent 22 years in prison I think it was 18 or 19 years of it in San Quentin you know San
2: Quentin pretty he prison He was there for the Metallica video. Uh, He saw Scott Peterson. I mean, this is a guy who can get into the depths and the bowels of San Quentin and tell us what daily life was like. And I'm curious, dude. I'm interested.
0: Yes. This couldn't end up being a two-part interview because anyone who has spent that amount of time in a major correctional facility has got to have crazy stories and tales. And just even the mundane of what prison life is like and all that kind of stuff. I mean... It could be very fascinating. So I, I hope he does do it, but don't know yet.
2: Yeah. Uh, fascinating also the lead up to what got him in prison. Uh, it's actually uh, only from the parts I know, which is very little. It's also a fascinating story of how, you know, you think, oh, I will never go to prison. Anyone can go to prison, ladies and gentlemen, guilty yep. or not, for some stupid shit, for some serious shit. Like you could go to prison. I think yeah. about it often, like uh, hopefully I, I'd be awful in prison. I would be terrible in prison.
1: Yeah.
2: Hope I never go there. Not just because like, oh, I'm stuck in prison. I can't do what I want. Uh, I don't want to be there because I think I would get beat up. Uh, maybe other things would happen to me like uh, yeah. I'd be terrible in prison. It's a possibility I could go there someday.
0: Listen, I mean, what he had done, you know going for twenty plus years, i don't think most of us would stumble our way into that, but his story was somewhat common where you you're with other people and they do the murder, and now you go to jail with them because the whole group of you are on the hook for the same thing yeah um, and and I'm not trying to like let. You know, being a bystander to murder off the hook so easily, but um, but it is a thing. Like, you know, yeah, he, was, uh, he came from a terrible upbringing, and at age 16, um, he and a buddy decided to go rob another friend of theirs that they knew had just done a drug deal. And to try to intimidate the guy, they brought a gun, and the intention was never for the whole thing to go sideways, but it did. And his buddy, who held the gun, shot and killed this guy. So, Charlie and his friend both went to prison for for felony murder.
2: Here's the thing if you want to really think about um, how quickly things can go wrong and end you up somewhere like uh, San Quentin. Uh, Anytime alcohol or drugs is involved and uh, And a gun is around uh, and you're hanging out with people uh, with being nefarious, you have bad intentions to do something, Uh, things can go sideways real quick.
0: Absolutely, and just dumb decisions. I mean, we had um, a friend in Seattle. Her husband was in prison because... He dr- he decided to drive drunk on a moped home and his buddy was sitting on the back of the moped and they got in an accident and his buddy died. So because he was drunk and someone died, he went to prison for years. Yeah. And that was not somebody planning a, a robbery or a murder. It was just a dumb choice to drive drunk and someone died in the process. So now you're going to jail for a
3: long time. Well, you uh-huh. know, I I actually have a family friend uh, long I mean, since I was like a little kid. And he made a very similar choice where he left like the Elks Club and he's like, Oh, I think I can drive home. I'm not driving that far. And he was driving down this road. Um, and this road is along a, a lake in Medford called the Mystic Lake. And there's really not a lot of lights on that road. And there was a guy, believe it or not, it's a it's, it's, uh, one lane road on either side, double line down the middle. This guy was literally walking down the center of mm. the road Ooh. wearing, wearing headphones. And um, my family friend ended up striking and killing him. Mm. And because of that, he went to prison. Now he didn't just go to prison. They sent him to um, Walpole, which is basically the like hardest prison in Massachusetts that you can get sent to. For some wow. reason, they, 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 said, they sent him to this maximum security prison, even though this person had no record, nothing like that at all there were other prisons they could have sent him to but they sent him there and he had a very tough time of it i will say that
0: all because of a dumb choice he made one night so
3: yep
2: yeah also the other dumb choice who are these people that are walking on train tracks in 2023 who are these people who walk in the middle of the road with headphones on at night dude what are you doing you fucking moron
0: no, for sure. I had that last night here in Tahoe because uh, the sidewalks are all covered with snow. Some guy dressed all in black is walking down the side of the road on this narrow little strip of not even really, Jeez. you know, a shoulder. And, and my daughter was like, hey, dad, look at it. I was like, I did not see that guy. So thank you yeah. for you know pointing it out. But, you know, yeah. if I had a drop of alcohol in my system and hit that guy, I'd be going to jail for, you know, for years. So yeah. So yeah, no, you can you can make bad choices uh, of varying degrees and end up in a very real prison. And um, I'm certainly curious what that life was about. I mean, I've heard little anecdotes. Um, I mean, Charlie told me a, a crazy story that I, I won't repeat because he had asked me not to. But it was, it was, it was fucked up, man. I mean, it gave me chills all the way to the oh, Montana. Oh yeah
2: okay of thing something that happened in prison you mean
0: yeah you oh, know good. a story in the yard or the, something you'd see in a movie it was like right. whoa like you were you saw that huh like that's messed up uh, all the way down to the fact that charlie loves hot sauce like loves it because he spent years eating bland prison food. So now that he's free, he puts hot sauce in everything because he wants flavor and spice and like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, little really things nice. like that you would never think of. He drinks yeah. black coffee because they didn't have cream and sugar for you fuckers like in the prison. Like it's not Starbucks. You don't get to, <laughs> you don't make a frappuccino. Yeah. So he used to just drinking straight black coffee. Like yeah. everything
2: in life would become a different perspective of you know gratitude for uh, things we don't even think about oftentimes. Yeah. We used to play a game on this program, and I don't even know if we could bring it back in 2023. It was an interesting game, to say the least. Uh, We will give you the last meal of a prisoner on death row. Mm -hmm. Whatever their last meal was, okay? We would give the whole breakdown. It was Salisbury steak, this, this, this. Then you guess the race of the inmate that requested this. Do you remember that game?
0: I do. And you're right. I don't know if that's okay anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, Brusky, were you a part of those programs? I was not.
0: Yeah, well, it's you a great did. game. You know, it's it very creative. I mean, it was
2: so interesting to try and figure out uh, the culture of the people that were eating these last meals.
0: Well, so, and it was interesting to see what their last meals were. And it was almost never stereotypical. It was not Chinese food for an Asian guy. It was, right. you know, those. Yeah. Like yeah, what would you pick and then yeah. Maybe you should try to guess their crime or age or something else nowadays. But Yeah, maybe we could try and do that. Yeah. Or
3: what maybe maybe what area of the country where the um where where that person is from. Right. Yeah. So if then yeah. if you if you're t mentioning things like, you know, what traditionally southern food maybe maybe you might think that somebody down south but it could be someone in california sure i gotta
0: say though 20 years later with all you libs taking over the country we're just not killing people like we used to so i don't know how many how long that game can last (laughs) that's true we
2: could go back they keep those records right we were talking Um, about prisoners back in the 50s 40s whatever so well
3: texas
0: would keep us in business
3: Uh, texas and alabama (laughs) will keep us louisiana mississippi
0: Yeah, California they stopped killing people around here, so uh, no more sushi for your last meals around here anymore. Uh you both answer this
2: question individually. Whoever goes first, I don't care. Do you believe in the death penalty?
0: Do you support the death penalty? Um uh. I'll tell you. So here's the thing. For years and years and years and years and years, I always argued that uh, the death penalty was one of the few non-liberal things I was in favor of. And, uh, you know, my little harness kind of swayed me a little bit on this, my teenager. So I had always said that um, I'm in favor of the death penalty, and that's not a very liberal thing to say. So I always held that up as like, I'm not always totally lefty liberal, um, because, Certain crimes, yeah, I think you probably should be killed and taken off this planet. It's enough of you already. And if that's the ultimate form of punishment for the ultimate crime, then it, it fits. And I said to my, uh, to my 16-year-old, although she debated me on this when they were like 13 or 14, that isn't it cruel to just lock someone in a box and leave them there for the rest of their lives? And my daughter, my firstborn, brought up the angle, well, if, then, if the punishment is supposed to fit the crime, shouldn't it be the most cruel crime there is? So shouldn't you just throw them in a box and leave them there for the rest of their life? By your logic of if it's, you know, the punishment fits the crime, why let them off the hook by killing them? Throw mm-hmm. them in a box. Let them sit there for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you just out-debated me. That was really good. <laughs> wow. I'm proud of you, kid. <laughs> First time I've ever in my life heard you concede to a debate. Right uh my uh yeah nia was pretty good at that there's been two topics when she was a little girl i used to bring her on the uh the morning show at the radio station here and on the way to work we saw a bear and the bear's fur was brown and so i said on the radio that morning with my she was like seven or something at that time like hey we saw a brown bear on the way to work and she was like dad all the bears around here are black bears it does not matter what color their fur is they're all black bears and i was like i don't think so kid i don't think that's how it works and that same show, we had a forest ranger come on for an unrelated topic, and my little daughter brings this up. If dad says all oh, the bears around here aren't black bears, and the forest ranger told me, your daughter's right. They're all black bears. It does not matter what their fur color is. That's not what dictates that. They're all black bears in this region. So my daughter live on the radio got me.
1: <laughs> That's and awesome. she's
0: the only I don't recall you guys doing that ever. So she, <laughs> she's gotten me twice now on a good debate. So I'm very proud of that. You don't ever recall she, either
2: but- one of us getting you can you give me an example? I don't recall it. I don't know Michael Jackson. I uh, think
0: that well, that's a, that that wasn't a debate that we were right or wrong. That was a bet on a jury outcome. Like, has right there ever wrong. been a topic that one of you debated me in a corner? I had to go. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, uh, there was probably decline. No, nope, I didn't. You know, we've had some good debates, but I don't recall anyone ever getting me to say like I was wrong.
2: You don't you, you don't think you're wrong about fucking cat declawing?
0: No, I still don't. You it, think that that's it, a this?
2: humane thing to do?
0: Yes. I mean, the cats are sedated. Who cares if they have fucking claws or not? They're domesticated indoor animals. Scratching my couch we, is driving me crazy. Uh,
2: who cares if we uh, rip your fingers off sedated? You'll wake up and just have little nubs for hands. You'll be sedated if- when it happens. You'll be fine
0: if i was the pet of some giant and he wanted to pull my fingernails off and then keep me in a lap of luxury and love me and feed me and all that stuff i'd be just fine with it because who gives a shit what do i just need just don't
3: a- get out of the house because then you have no way really to defend yourself exactly. Yeah, and, and
2: uh, don't try and uh, st- stretch your skeletal uh, yeah. <laughs> issues old, because you don't have claws anymore to do it cat myths
0: growing no, up in michigan not. We, no 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 you Listen, cannot
2: debate by actually, saying those are cat myths they can fucking no they
0: are my cats growing up in michigan were all declawed. they would go outside they would kill birds they would kill squirrels they could hunt just fine not that they needed to but they could still hunt and cats can still stretch without the claws they don't need the claw to fully stretch it's just emotion and again no. these are domesticated animals that were taken care of My so cat
2: my yes. cats growing up in seattle we okay. yeah. were out they, when i was a kid anyway they were outdoor cats completely they never came in the house yeah and uh it's not really a coyote place. fights raccoon fights and they were able to get away and live and albeit fucked up and have a lot of scars but they survived that's your big. cat with no claws would have
0: never been able to do that probably not but that's a different topic if i have an exclusively outdoor cat i would probably not advocate for declawing the cat but indoor cats or ones that go out casually, I you know, in Michigan there was no animals that were hunting my cats. Where I live in the mountains now, there's my cat is prey for all sorts of things.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'd but, imagine uh, so. Yeah, wild like, and stuff like that.
0: Exactly, coyotes is the biggest thing that'll eat cats around gotcha. here. So, um, but no, it's not cruel, and I know it's become like the industry doesn't do it anymore. So I don't even have the option. But I love my cat, but I hate that she scratches stuff. So if I could take those claws out, yeah. do you, give her,
3: do you give her a scratcher to scratch on.
0: Yes, but she still finds other things. She's on my couch now, and I, it drives me nuts.
3: For
2: having a cat, dude, it's just like you know what. Sometimes when you have a wife, it sucks. But if you want a well, wife, you gotta
0: uh, you gotta well, put up with. <laughs> Certain things, right? I've tried to defang women, and that doesn't work. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but you're proving uh, my point. No, I don't. I don't concede that I was wrong on decline. So, I don't
1: concede
2: on Metallica. I don't
0: concede on Catholicism. I'm not conceding. Well, listen,
2: on. Not conceding? Yeah, is two. Di- it's two different things. Well, my be, daughter got
0: me to concede. So,
2: well, well, she's your daughter, dude. Come
0: on, she was right. I, mean, I, she made, I made a, I made but an emphatic also, point, and she what, proved it, me wrong.
3: But, but but even so, I don't think you'd fight to the death on a debate with your daughter like you would me or Nick or someone else. Would,
0: Tremendous exactly. play by Bruski. I would. I no. Think, I w- no, yeah, yeah. no,
3: exactly. I that, think you
0: know me better than that. I'm not letting anyone talk me into a corner. I would do okay. it a little more delicately with a child, but I'm not going to just say, you're right, daughter. They're all black bears. Like, no. But she, well, she got me. She was right. And she made a really good point on the death penalty too. That if it's cruelty you're going for, then locking them in a box is the most cruel. Like
3: boy. Well, and I, I don't think that it's a um a deterrent. I don't. Uh, I, I the mean, death
2: you look, penalty, is that what you're saying, Brucey? Ex- exactly. We're and, and
3: you you look at you look at um the states with the highest murder rate, and more times than not, those states actually have the death penalty in them. So if if you were to say that it was a deterrent, then why do why do those states have such a high murder rate?
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah.
3: You know, and then the, other, the other the other thing too is is that too many too many people have been found to not be guilty of the crime. The and, and also we know we keep hearing yes. about these people who were wrongly convicted and this is like more of a race thing and it's usually in the places where you would expect in the south and that sort of thing um and they they spent 20 30 40 years in prison and then they get let out and then they're like oh by the way here's a million dollars well that million dollars can't buy me back the 40 years i lost being in prison wrongly 100
2: yeah. dude it happens so much more often than we think it does but if you go on the innocent prod uh innocenceproject.org, i think is their web page uh, you can read yeah. all kinds of freaking stories of people that they've actually been able to get out of prison that were completely innocent mm-hmm. i also think with the death penalty uh i agree with neil Uh, I think with the death penalty, uh, having known somebody, I used to work with a guy and his dad was on death row in prison. Uh, When he went to prison, he was all drugged up and in a very bad place. And he did do terrible things. So he deserved to be in prison. But uh, once he was sober and in prison, he was actually somewhat of an okay person. Uh, They executed him and he begged for it please execute me why we got to wait i want to be executed
0: as opposed to spending life in prison you mean
2: yes like i'm done with this already please just put the needle in me uh it was interesting to see that it was so much the death penalty in that situation and maybe others i don't know uh was so much harder on the family that was out of prison like his son i knew his son it was so much harder on him than it was on his father, who received the death penalty. Like I said, he was begging for it, but after they killed him, his son was devastated. You know, he was like, yeah. "I'll never be able to see my dad again. I'll never be able to talk to him again." So, I, I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't. And I mean, you can I,
0: believe in it; it's real. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't believe in in doing it. <laughs> Not a leprechaun. <laughs> but yeah, I get your point. I've evolved on the issue. Like okay, but but again though, like is isn't that also fucked up to just lock someone in a box forever? So I don't know. Don't go. It is, dude.
2: People. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, do we go back to the days? Uh, oftentimes, I think about like just fucking eye for an eye, dude. I mean, whatever you did, if we can really prove it, whatever you did. Hundred percent proven.
0: Uh, we should do to you,
2: dude. Yep. We should do to.
0: You. Do that it was to you, always dude. my logic. That if you killed yeah. someone, you should be killed. And I would always argue, like you said, it's not a deterrent. I would always say, well, why is it the first thing they always bargain for? You know, with the DA, like take the death penalty off the table. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Um, but you're right. They still committed the right. crime. So, but
3: well, well, what I'm saying is, mean, d- the deterrent. If it was really a deterrent, then they would have thought of that before they were. Um, sure. When they into the crime not yeah. so much you know uh, oh shit I'm, a, I'm gonna get uh the death penalty for this after you've been arrested and and you're facing the ta yeah the, the, the too many people say well it keeps people from thinking twice before they do something yeah yeah no i get and it, it doesn't i
0: always also said you know there should be uh mandatory appeals processes so we can make sure some innocent person but you know i don't know at the end of the day i i guess either is pretty fucked up either you kill them or you leave them in a box forever so whatever there's
3: really no good no good answer but at the right. same time <laughs> don't, don't kill people is the good answer yeah. well they, they, exactly just don't do it right
0: so yeah there's your deterrent don't do it damn it well this gets back yeah. to the gun debates i've been having online or people like criminals don't follow the laws well then why do we have laws they're a deterrent for some people obviously Otherwise, it would just be the purge constantly in this country. It's a great example, Harness. Uh, I've had the
2: argument so many times with people saying, like, you know, I don't know if they have these everywhere, but in Washington, we have a lot of gun-free zones. Like, you'll go to a park, and there'll be a sign that says, like, this is a gun-free zone. And, uh, you know, so many gun nuts will be like, yeah, you think somebody that has a gun is going to see that sign and be like, I'll be right back. I got to go my car real quick and put their gun away. That's not the fucking reason for it. It's because the laws are harsher in a gun-free zone, right? You can take care of people. If you have a gun here, well, you're going to really get fucked. So people don't think about some of these laws in the way that they need to, right? Because some of these laws are not going to prevent it, but it entitles us to have a harsher penalty. Yep.
3: It's like the speed limit in, like, instruction zones, and in school zones a- a- as well, yeah. where, if, where if you violate the speed limit in those particular – the speed limit is lower, number one. But then if you violate it, uh, then, then the penalties are harsher.
0: Yes. So it is a deterrent to not speed. And if you do speed, we get to really bend you over. So that's right. what laws are for. Otherwise, yes, it would just be anarchy, and why have any laws then? Like it's people say I, that uh, you
2: know hate crimes. Uh, you know, to have a law on the books for hate crimes is racist. No, it's not, dude. It's not. I mean, I understand that you may still kill someone of color, or you know. You commit a hate crime, but you're going to get royally fucked if you do it. Yes, and but then hopefully you... other
0: people do see that and think like, okay, maybe this Klan rally's not a good idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know? So, so yes. Uh, on that uh, topic, Bruce, what, what, what's the article you got about dumbasses breaking laws and? Having a okay. little karma.
3: <laughs> so this this comes from Bakersfield, California.
0: Yes, the armpit of California, the Detroit of California, the Tacoma of California. Surprise, surprise.
3: <laughs> two men set themselves on fire after dumping an accelerant on a California Immigration Services building and setting it ablaze on Monday night. A ring surveillance camera captured two men dressed in black with masks covering their faces walking up to Servicio de Inmigracion and in Bakersfield, California. The two men proceeded to dump the accelerant all over the side of the building and parking lot in front. Uh, As one of the men continued to spread the fuel, the section squatted over a puddle of the accelerant and tried to light it on fire. The fire ignited violently and the man sprinted away with his leg on fire. (laughs) second man panicked and fell down twice and, like his comrade, sprinted away from the scene of the crime on fire. The man could be heard screaming as he ran into the night. Nice. And then, I... uh, so the owner of this business said Servicio de Immigración, They help their customers work through the immigration process and pay their income taxes.
0: Right. So it's a business setup to help immigrants. And these dumbass white dudes thought they would make some political statement, I guess, by burning down this building.
3: And they dropped their phones, by the way.
0: <laughs>
3: yes another worker said the suspects yeah. dropped their phones as they fled the fire and they are now in the hands of authorities
0: that's great i mean Bravo. it's great. yes i mean it's phenomenal instant karma thank you universe and it's great that they could be caught so easily not only by dropping cell phones but they would have had to have ended up at some emergency room for these burns and you know would have been found that way so you know yeah instant karma is going to get you yeah. and uh i'll tell you it's more common than people realize when you start dumping gasoline on stuff, like you get that stuff on you, it's in the air, it's going to ignite around you. I was at a bonfire once in Redneck, Michiganville, where um, there was the pile in wood and stuff, and everyone everyone's over there dumping gasoline on it. Oh, God. Well, what none of us realized is that uh, gasoline is uh, I guess heavier than air so the mist of the gas was all settling at ground level and just emanating around the bonfire so dumping it on for minutes and minutes and letting all this gas settle and then someone threw a match on it and the whole fucking thing exploded at ground level and I still have scars on my legs because I got burned badly because there was this, this mist of, uh, of, of gasoline in the air so you gotta light it, and you—you you know, you being the artist, girl is
1: your
0: I got burned, baby. You got burned real bad with scars on your legs to this day. I've never seen them, dude. Does your hairy legs cover your scars? No, I don't have hair on the back of my uh, left thigh because it's—it uh, all got burned up. And uh, you should wear uh, shorter short shorts, shorts, dude. Yeah. I've never seen it. That was the other thing. I was wearing shorts that night at this, you know, outdoor redneck party. But, you know, my point is that gasoline it gets easily on your hands and in the air and everywhere, and you go to light something, and yeah. So I'm not surprised these morons, you know, lit themselves on fire, and it's good karma.
2: Yeah, it is. You like to see that's the instant karma that we all love. So please bring it back. I almost. I think it's
0: what John Lennon wrote the song about. Quite it must have been.
3: And the thing about this, these are people that are trying to do a community service and and help these people out.
0: <laughs> Not the arsonist, the building.
3: No, no, arsonist, no, no, no. But... That's what I'm talking about. The, 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 it sounded the
0: people... weird for a second there. I they were just I trying guess. to burn this place, the Mexicans use. I mean, it's community service. I
3: mean... it's, <laughs> it's time, time for look... another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, t- I'm speaking of those who run the the place, Emigración de Servicio. You know, it just... You know, they're trying to help people who are trying to better their life. Right.
0: They're They're... trying to help the immigration problem. And you go to try to burn their building down. Where do you think those people are going to go to get help now?
3: Exactly.
0: It's crazy.
2: I almost burnt my house down two days ago. Well, (laughs) I almost burnt my whole property down. I almost did it a week ago. So, what's your story? Uh, we had a big windstorm here in Seattle, and uh, I lost limbs of trees. And I mean, my driveway was a mess. You had the blocks away, you know. down.
0: When you first told me some branches are down, I figured a few, you know, a few random branches. You had like dozens and dozens
2: yeah i mean it was a lot i uh, i put in about four and a half hours on uh friday and i've still probably got at least another half to do i'm not done yet so uh but anyway i have a uh wood chipper so i had created some piles with oh, it, no. and i got the wood chipper going dude and i'm making progress and everything else and that by this point i've been at it for you know about four hours so I'm beat with it and I'm feeding shit into this wood chipper. uh, Cedar, you know, branches, uh, everything. Some of it's rotten, so it's just really fucking dry. And I'm sitting above my wood chipper smoking a cigarette and I'm using (laughs) my hands. So I've just got a big cigarette hanging out of my mouth, you know. (laughs) The way a chipper works is it sucks in right so it's just like sucking oxygen down to make things burn I'm standing over this thing and I have a cherry uh, come off of my cigarette that's about two and a half inches long it was just fucking <laughs> hot ash it rolls down drops into my chipper and it's full of shit and I just <laughs> i right glowing and I'm <laughs> looking at the spout I mean this all happened in slow motion I'm looking at the spout where everything <laughs> comes out and it's a huge pile of basically sawdust I've been creating for the last three hours. So I immediately like hit the kill switch on my chipper and, yeah, I, I didn't catch it on fire, but it could have been it could have been a disaster.
0: <laughs> you should have just reached in there and grabbed it. What could have gone wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good decision, dude. You Oof. could have turned that thing into a flamethrower, basically, right? Just doing <laughs> flames on your property.
2: Totally, dude. It was awful. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't smoke <laughs> while I'm uh, wood chipping. I should take a break every now and then.
0: I think it says that somewhere on the package of cigarettes, yes. Don't mm-hmm. garden and <laughs> smoke cigarettes at the same time.
3: Well, yes. made you a fill. Phil- the gas tank at the gas station with a lucky strike, a little <laughs> lucky strike hanging out of his mouth. This was back in the seventies, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: Cadillac Jack filling up the, the, the wagon and he's got the, the lucky strike hanging out of his mouth all lit and that sort of thing. You Cadillac
2: know? Jack was a man's man. I, <laughs> I you know, I can't tell you how many times, dude, that I've been filling up my blower with uh gas or something you know and it's like oh i'm done blowing i'm i gotta gas this thing up so i can finish <laughs> so i turn it off and gas it up it's the perfect time to have a smoke rachel's come <laughs> out a few times and she was like are you fucking kidding me I'm like, what, <laughs> what? Right. It's like you're filling the tank up as you smoke. Oh, yeah, that's probably not the best idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't buy into the cell phone thing or even leaving the car running while you're filling up that that's somehow going to s- spark a fire. But I would think standing there smoking a cigarette might be <laughs> <Yeah>. possible.
2: <laughs> I've had to fill my gas tank up and leave my car running before. Uh, my battery was uh, dead, having sure. issues. So it was just running off the alternator, and I was low on gas. So I rolled so what's in. What's it going to do? yeah i don't know but people give you strange looks as my car is sitting there idling i'm filling the tank up people are like your car is running i'm like yeah fucker i
0: know (laughs) and i know my ex gave me grief about that and i would do it like during a snowstorm i'm like i'm trying to keep you people warm in the car like how is it going to start a fire please but yeah they they frown on it how'd
2: you almost burn your house down Oh, you did! With I told your candles. you last yeah, week. Sex, the candles, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm... Yes, my sex candles. Um. Yeah, started burning the roof <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. because I have an A frame and I put it on top of a dresser. And didn't do the oh. math. So, yeah. So yeah, there's some brilliance going on in this show. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if we think alike on another funny topic here. Um, we haven't generated too many negative comments in this last week for me to be going on uh, keyboard warrior stuff on our uh, vocal minority pages. Um. Most of the comments we got are people agreeing with us, so that's no fun to debate. But I was on our Twitter page, and somebody posted a tweet uh, on their page and was asking for people's thoughts. And it's a picture of a guy on an airplane, and he's sitting across the aisle from whoever took this picture, and the person is not wearing shoes. They have bare feet on their <laughs> And the thing was, you know, I was on a plane this week. Guy in front of me was barefoot. Is this okay or is it not Okay. And I, of course, had an immediate thought of what I wanted to say, and I started reading the comments, and everyone was just like, oh, that's gross, that's weird, that's gross. Where do you think my brain went with this, gentlemen? Do we think alike? If you see someone on an airplane and bare feet?
3: I I would think you'd be against it because, you know, what do you want to see someone's yellow crumbly toenails and their nasty feet? Sure. And also, who the the hell was – I mean, think about how little – those planes actually get cleaned yeah. on the floor. And you're gonna all put your points feet
0: in it. Okay. Not where my brain went you. to. Okay. Come on, Nick. Come on. You see someone with no oh. shoes on an airplane.
3: Oh, uh, well, I know what you're gonna I say. I think that
2: maybe were you, did you think in dream about a foot job? <laughs> I mean, did no. it become sexual for you? No.
0: No, it did not. Brusky. now oh. do you know where I'm going with this?
3: No, that's where right. I thought you were gonna go. Like somebody was gonna like <laughs> look at somebody's feet and start like having to like whack off on the plane or something
0: no boy i'm I'm disappointed guys but uh, my reply was obviously they're a diehard fan and if you don't get the reference that we can't be friends
3: Oh, well, um, what was Die Hard 2 on the the airplane, wasn't it? Oh, it was Die Hard 1, where he's taught that you take your shoes
0: off to get over anxiety of flying. Make fists with your feet. Oh, that's why okay. he's got no shoes on in the entire first movie, because he was told, and you're flying on an airplane, take your shoes off and curl your toes up. It gets rid of the stress.
2: Yeah, but that's yeah. you're supposed to do it after you get to your hotel
0: room. Dude. This guy's a true Die Hard fan. He's doing it on the plane, so... That's premature uh, <laughs> toe fist making, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: don't. I'm just.
0: Well, that could be, but that is my my immediate thought. No shoes on an airplane. Obviously, a diehard fan. <laughs>
2: Stay away from Nakitoma Plaza, dude. You're gonna cut your feet,
0: you bastard. Yeah. No, I just watched the movie, so maybe that's why. But yeah,
2: yeah. Uh... There was a another uh, video I saw this past week about stupid shit like that that people do on planes or gross shit that people do. Yeah. Uh, this particular video. had this lady had long hair, and she did not, like, want to crush it on her seat back, so she put her hair over the top of the seat, so it was, like, hanging down on this lady's video screen in front of her. I'd be lighting that on fire,
3: that's for sure. Yeah, damn bright it would be.
2: This lady pulls her phone out and starts recording who, you know, is has the hair in front of her yeah, and uh, starts collecting things throughout the flight to put in her hair. She put gum in her hair. I mean, she put a ton. <laughs> she started sucking on a lollipop and then stuck her lollipop in this
1: lady's hair. <laughs> yeah! And about like,
2: uh, I don't know, a few minutes before they're going to turn the bathroom off because they're getting ready to land, this lady gets up and starts walking to Go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs>
2: she's just got a plethora of fucking shit in her hair. Kudos to I do have known where it came from, but yeah, that's funny shit. She cut a little bit off with uh she she took out of her bag uh uh fingernail clippers and she actually like cut a little bit off of this lady's hair. It was pretty good.
3: Oh, you
0: I would have given her a nice French braid or something, you know.
3: Sure. I would have been wiping so many boogers in that woman's hair. Yes. Just like yeah, sitting, yes. just digging for gold as deep as I could go and just, just wiping booger after booger, especially bloody ones all over her, <laughs> all over That's her actually, hair. Yeah.
0: You would have passed on some regular boogers just to get to the bloody ones. Yeah, yeah dude, digging deep. Or maybe, like, you know, they have that tab where the tray comes down. I would have tied her hair to that tab. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, it would have been good, yeah. mad yeah, people are terrible. That's a, that's a, a true D. Plain
2: etiquette is important to me, and uh, I'd be interested to know your opinions on uh, what's the etiquette with the window shade being open or closed if you're not window seed. The are you in full control of it?
0: Yes. Whoever gets the window seat gets to dictate all that. And I've had people tell me, like, "Can you put that down? I'm trying to sleep." And I'm like, "I got the window seat. I'm trying to look out it." So, no, sorry. <laughs> you, dude, I am dude, the you king you? of the window. I have been designated that. It is my window. Brewski.
3: Yeah, I. I don't ever. I mean, I'm always awake on planes, or even if the windows is open, I can still fall asleep if I, if I'm that tired. So, to me, that's that's their spot. I'm not going to tell them close it or open it or anything like that. That's that's their spot.
2: I've never asked anyone to close it, but when we were flying to uh, Greece this past summer, it was a red eye flight, and you know people are going to want to go to sleep, right? Well, we get to a point where you know seattle time maybe it was like 3 a.m but where we are in the sky it starts getting light and the person that was sitting in the window seat fucking opened that thing up the whole plane is dark people are sleeping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this fucker opened it up dude and i was I don't have the, I don't have the, unless I get mad, mad, I don't have the balls to be like, could you close that fucking thing, you idiot? So I did, obviously I didn't say anything, but I, everyone was thinking it like, who is this? Yeah.
0: Close it. It's a little different on a red eye, late night, time zones changing and all that. But uh, otherwise, no, this is my view. I get to look out if yeah. I want to, and I'll close it if I want to, too.
2: I'm and an aisle I-
0: guy, dude.
2: I'm the, yeah. oh, I don't sit in anything but an aisle. Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. But uh, I'm big boys, dude. That's why.
3: I yeah. I like to be able to get up and move around if I have to. But I'm not one of those people that gets up a lot during a flight. Like I really have to like like be on the precipice of peeing my pants before I get up to go to the bathroom on a flight. I'm just not one of those people. I agree. Yeah. And but when you get those I've got people on the window. I've got people on the window, this one lady on a flight, she got up, and this wasn't even a long flight either, this is only from like the Midwest to Boston, she got up like three, four times, yes. and walked to the bathroom, I'm just like, oh Terrorist. my god oh terrorist what's wrong with
0: you (laughs) scouting things out clearly i would have tackled them i think you could tackle them after they get up to the third time (laughs) i was
2: thinking earlier in this week uh really i was thinking there would be no one better to describe exactly what happened to demar hamlin this past week than brewski uh oh, well, only yeah. because of what you go through with your defibrillator right yes uh, when i listen to the doctors talk about what happened to damar hamlin on the field when his heart stopped beating yes. was a one one billionth of a second hit at the right time to be able to stop this heart
0: is that right? what yes. they've determined though actually happened or is that just a theory because i haven't heard a definitive answer
3: they haven't provided a definitive answer yet But there's a a thing called cortis, I don't remember the full name, but it basically means that you've taken blunt force trauma to your chest and it's right when your heart is between beats. And what happens then is that it then will throws everything off, and then your, your heart, heart stops. Stop.
0: Yeah, a- a- I know exactly. it's a theoretic possibility, but are you telling me in all of these years of professional football this was finally the one in a zillion that happened?
3: No, How no. actually, there, there, there have been other times. In, really? In I've never heard of a win. <laughs> as, a matter, as a matter of fact, there was a guy named Chuck Hughes from the who played for the Detroit Lions back in the 60s, and um, it wasn't the same thing where he tipped up a hit but he actually had a heart attack and died on the field.
0: Uh, He had a heart attack though. That's different than cardiac arrest.
3: Um, well, yeah. that's what
0: I learned on the news this week. A heart attack, is yeah. your body does, this cardiac Fake arrest news. is Fake artificially. Right?
3: Yeah, but, so anyway, but the, that's the, what
0: I've been trying to figure out. Was this some sort of heart defect? Was it drugs? Or was this one in a zillion chance? And I haven't heard the definitive answer.
2: I'll tell you well, we, locally in Seattle that we have an organization who came on the news that started a nonprofit because this very thing that happened to Damar Hamlin happened to their son uh, on the field. Same kind of like high school they, game or they, something or? yes high school game Mm. he died though um they were not able to get him back uh and it was exactly the same thing hard hit stood up fell back down dead i mean dead on the field so they've started this organization and obviously have done more research into this because well we've never heard about it right so they know quite a bit about how this can happen, when it happens, why it happens. Yeah. They've started this organization, and their big thing is is to not only have defibrillators obviously around all high school, you know, sports field stuff like that, mm-hmm. but uh, they're advocating for all people who are going to play sports like this at the high school level to have heart inspections by a doctor because so many times we could be living just fine and have something going on within our heart that makes us much more susceptible
0: to this happening right a congenital heart defect is sure. what i hear about with high school athletes where they've never been pushed that far before and some right. minor defect in their hearts kills them yeah so but is that what happened with this I don't
3: know. well so so what we what it's called is called commotion commotion cordis And uh, it basically means that um, it says in a normal heartbeat, the sinus node sends out electrical signal triggering the start of the pump cycle. The right ventricle sends the blood to get blood to get to the oxygen. The blood returns to the body and that sort of thing. Then it relaxes into the sinus node. Okay. But then what happens is in, in that moment, you get the sudden blow to the heart during that short window as short as 30 milliseconds as the heart begins to relax throws the, su- the the cycle into chaos right. and then that's when your heart stops
0: it has to be just the exact right moment so is there an example of this happening in professional sports before
3: uh receiving the hit in commercial quarters? not that I know of but there there are there have been obviously
0: yeah hard, I know it's theoretically not, possible but I just hard how, atta- I mean not, not hard so many years in sports yeah a well, cardiac arrest from this blunt force trauma
3: Well, Hank Gathers, who played for Loyola Marymount, a basketball player, um, he didn't have a commercial cordless because he didn't take a direct blow to the chest. Um, But he he wasn't found to have any heart defect or anything like that. But he had just dunked, and he came down, and he went to turn to run up the floor, and his heart just stopped. And he dropped right there, and they didn't have any defibrillators. This was in 1990. Mm -hmm. They didn't keep them on site. And part of him dying there on the court. That was part of the reason that a lot of these um, athletic facilities now have um, an AED on site.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: I get it. Uh, There is a uh, app that I saw advertised uh, on the news. I guess it's not advertised, but they talked about it on the news. Uh, An app now that you can put on your phone and it'll basically tell you where the closest machine is to you in proximity. So if an emergency like that ever happens, you know exactly where to go to grab one of these machines. They're becoming more prevalent because obviously shit like not exactly like this but heart issues happen and it'd be good to have one of them around well, I thought.
0: Yeah. oh go ahead no i was just if it. if it's a one in a zillion thing yeah like how often can it happen then and um and how does how do you as an nfl player if that's what it was okay it was just this russian roulette it was a total coincidence man how do you ever tackle or take a tackle again knowing that you've got a chance of killing this guy like how does this not get in the head of every professional athlete well, and especially, especially tomorrow,
2: right? If he is hel- ever becomes healthy enough to play again,
0: well, uh, he's 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 gotten his one in a zillion. It's not going to happen to him again. He's full, he's foolproof. <laughs>
3: you never, right. you never know, Steve. It's Honestly, like that scene.
0: Could could you step back on the field
2: and think, oh, it already happened to me. It, it would never happen again in my lifetime. Would you be confident in that?
0: No, I would personally be paranoid. But I think it was that Robin Williams movie, The World According to Garp. Where he's looking oh. at a house and a plane crashes into the house, and he tells the realtor, I want to buy the house. And the realtor's like, What do you mean? He's like, That'll never happen again. The house is disaster proof. Like, yeah, you know? right, so, right. Damar Hamlet is invincible as far as I'm concerned now. I don't know how he'd
2: ever step on a field again if he's uh, healthy enough to play. I, I just psychologically, I don't know how you could ever step on a field again. Well,
0: That's and it. the guy that hit him, how does he ever tackle someone again? Thinking, Geez. Well, what, well I and, and,
3: and technically, so DeMar Hamlin was the one that was going to initiate the hit. T Higgins was the wide receiver who was trying to Mm -hmm. run by him. And so T Higgins just put his shoulder down to then knock the safety off. Now with Hamlin in particular, his position is a collision position. He's a safety. So, um, and, but he's a, he's a free safety, not a strong safety. The, 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 the the same position, but slightly different jobs on the field, you know, um, with a, so, one of them is involved in a lot more yeah, collisions but than everyone's other.
0: eligible to get hit out there. So I, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. But one of them is involved more in run support. So you're getting running back. Sort of like 2:20, 2:30, or in the case of uh, Derek Henry from the Titans, two 50 pounds coming at you at a full head of steam and yeah. you are not running. You're basically stopped at that point, trying to make a tackle. Yeah. so yeah you gotta so how do guy. we do
0: this and you can't have I, safety gear i mean they already have chest protectors like how do you protect against this
3: well you don't I, I, right
0: it's just russian I, roulette
3: no i suppose i suppose they probably could look at fixing the 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 breastplate on on this so that it it takes a little more of of a of a hit mm. you know or it cushion some
2: it. Of the shock away
3: yeah cushion it like they've done with helmets Oh, yeah. uh, you know but any but, uh,
0: sort of chest protector is going to deflect the the energy of the hit over a wider surface than a point of impact so uh,
3: yeah it, it, could they exactly. make it
0: foolproof for this who and knows dude. To? it's gonna be tough how many I mean. years into the nfl are we and this has finally happened yeah or-
2: the uh, i don't know how you guys feel about this but like after this happened and you know uh he was taken off the field uh, i was so frustrated continuing to watch the game and the commentary um uh, about oh what are we going to do with the game what are we going to do with the game like Mm -hmm. the fact that the this business machine
0: is so large that that is such a concern yeah all right i'm an asshole because i thought they should have kept playing how many guys have been pulled off from neck injuries and spinal cord injuries they keep playing those games why was this any different it was i grand, think i think
3: dude. because you because you had to have the cpr and you actually had to restart his heart not once but twice actually i i think that's that's where it becomes because now it's it's definitely like a a death thing right there like well you know yeah. if if, but if so you- someone's
0: paralyzed, we keep playing. But if they die, then we stop. Like that's a very fine distinction.
3: No, make. but I think I think I think with the neck injury though, you always think that okay they're gonna be okay. And
0: yeah, you don't know. He was dead, dude. He was dead twice. And- I know. Like the Detroit Lions, Mike Utley, the thumbs up, yeah. Mike, that whole famous thing. Yeah. They kept playing that game, and he was not okay. <laughs> you know, he was crippled for life. And- Even though it's happened before, I don't feel like it
2: should. I mean, if somebody gets hurt that bad. Or if the if they die on the field. Uh, you, I, I, I mean, it, it, oh, we're going to wait for them to make a call. We're going to wait. When when would we do it? When would we well, reschedule this? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? Yeah. Turn it off. We're like, we're done. We're done for the day. Like, I mean, nothing is worth, worth this. Even you heard football players that be like, I feel so fucking stupid that my entire career, you know, to get pumped up and to tell people how hard I work, I'll be like, I'll fucking die on that field. Like, this creates a reality of something that can actually happen to you. That, like, hey, let's not forget, we are playing a fucking game here. It's a game, you fucking idiots. Man,
0: my fantasy league is all fucked up, though, now. So, well,
3: (laughs) I think, I, I think, had that, you wouldn't have heard as much talk about restarting the game had that happened, say, week three, week four, week five. I think since you're at in week seventeen, at that point there, I think that's why people got more. You heard more talk of when are they going to reschedule this game? Because at least if it's earlier in the season, you know you can move buys. You can play, you know, a game yeah. on a short week because they're not rescheduling sort of it, right? No, they they did not they did not reschedule it because the Patriots played Buffalo today in the week eighteen game. Right. And so, but what the the league did have to kind of come know. up with some alternate plans as far as, um, because the game does, did affect playoff seedings going forward yes. and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, it affected it the
2: game, league. dude, the G-A-M-E. It's the <laughs> fucking game. Like, I don't understand it. I mean, it's I, a million,
3: it's a billion dollar for uh, business what do you expect them to do but it's, 100- i thought
0: it was football like i don't care if it's snowing or raining i don't care if someone broke their neck like we fucking play this game like it was a weird scenario we've never dealt with somebody actually flatlining on the field but 100 dude I, I mean, yeah. you have when you have these players that are
2: uh sitting there saying oh i'm not fucking playing because if you remember there was talk of are they going to continue to play before they called it mm-hmm. uh there were so many players it was like uh my teammate, my friend, or my opponent is yeah. at the hospital. I don't know if he's fucking dead or not. Like, I'm not playing. Oh. I'm not going to play.
0: I get that, but there's all sorts of injuries that happen that way where the guy goes off to the hospital and you don't know what's happening. You just know it's serious, and you get back on the field to keep playing. They I don't know if well, that's right. I'm just saying that's the precedent.
3: Com- yeah. com- completely different from this this particular case here because it wasn't a knee injury. It wasn't, you know, a broken leg. It wasn't a spinal cord like
0: injury is pretty devastating. We keep playing I, for those.
3: I, and and I, I get that. But that's completely different from somebody actually having to have their heart restarted twice on the field and also have CPR performed on them. It's well, much Here's different. a question
0: for you. Serious question. Yeah. If you were that player, if you're a player on the field, would you rather have a spinal cord injury where you may be crippled for life now or cardiac arrest where they get your heart started and after a couple of weeks of rehab, you're back on the field? Like, I would rather have the cardiac arrest than the spinal cord injury.
2: But you're playing Monday morning quarterback, dude. I mean, when DeMar Hamlin left the field, first of all, we didn't know if he'd live or not. Second off, we didn't know if he'd have fucking brain damage and be a
0: fucking vegetable. You didn't know, just like you don't know with the spinal cord injury.
2: Yeah, so we didn't know if he'd be dead or a vegetable,
0: right? What happens when the fan falls off the top tier and dies like we don 't cancel the game for that, someone died at the game like i 'm just saying based on every precedent, they should have kept the game going. I understand humane wise why we didn 't and i 'm not actually saying that we should have that, that it should have kept going that it was the right decision, but when you base it on everything else, the severity of every other injury that we keep playing on i don 't get why this was any different. I actually think cardiac arrest is less serious. Than a spinal cord injury. You can recover from a cardiac arrest. You can't recover from a spinal cord injury. Sometimes you can. Sometimes. Sometimes.
2: And sometimes you can recover from cardiac arrest. Sometimes you can't.
3: Sometimes you can't. Yeah. Sometimes you die.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a question that you have to think about personally. Would I rather be uh, quadriplegic for the rest of my life or would I rather be dead? And different people will have different uh, answers. But if you die, dude, I mean, it's it's game over, right? (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, for that guy, not the rest of the team. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't
2: know if I want you on my fucking team anymore, dude. I mean, if I...
0: Hey, when we did the drunken basketball game in Seattle and I was on the sideline puking, no one canceled that game. No one cared about me over there, you know? I could have died, alcohol poisoning, and you (laughs) fuckers kept playing the game. Listen, if we were
2: out, (laughs) let's say the three of us instead of uh, uh, talk show hosts were
0: football players. If that happened to me or Brewski, you would want to keep playing? I'm not saying that. I'm not again, I think it was the right decision to actually cancel the game. I'm just saying zoom out and look at all of the other sporting events where people have been seriously injured with potentially lifelong debilitating spinal cord injuries and we keep playing the game. So yeah, it was just I don't interesting. think that's right either, you know. And, well, it, and there you go. I mean so, it yeah. was
2: just sort of uh this one was sort of infuriating to me only because what an ominous scene, dude. I mean sure. you have a stadium of 70,000 people brewski how many people about that yeah 70,000 people sitting in that stadium and i mean at certain points you could hear a fucking pin drop
0: sure i just wonder what's going to happen next time there's a serious spinal cord injury are they going to reconsider letting that game keep going like what level of injury now do we cancel games for will this set precedent dude wait i mean it's a good question i don't know
3: well i will i will say this um they actually released the audio of both what was going on on the field and when I say the audio, I'm not talking about the players or anything like that. I'm talking about the the audio traffic on the radios between oh, the um, the EMS staff and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something right now. Please. Those people are, I mean, sure, this is their job, but never once did you hear them panicking, screaming, yelling. They, they were just so matter-of-fact and saying, we need this, this, and this. And the level of professionalism and the way that it was all just the way that, I mean, every tiny little detail from getting his mother out of the stands to Mm -hmm. get her to the hospital and also what they needed on the field when, and that sort of thing. I mean, those, those folks hats off to them. They really did a fantastic job. There's a
2: few different types of people in this world, and there are those who, in an emergency like that, can remain calm so they can take step, 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 step. And there are others who panic, dude, and they, and you have to see what kind of person you are, but it's good that we had the right kind of people there for that, or he'd be dead, dude. I mean, he got CPR for how long? 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's insane. Do you have either of you guys done CPR classes? Yes.
0: I mean, I've done classes, yeah.
3: I'm still certified, yes.
2: And I am as well. So if you've ever had to do CPR even on a fucking doll for 10 minutes, I mean, it's fucking exhausting,
3: first of all. You have to have more than one person there, so then you can kind of switch off.
2: Got to have it, dude. You hope that the crew that was on the field that day were the people they are
0: and not the crew from the office who who does CPR, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the medical industry sort of vets out those people. No one working on an NFL game is their first year in, in working in medicine. So they've dealt with traumas and tragedies and probably been in emergency rooms and all that stuff. And so- yeah. Yeah, kudos to them for, for yeah, for staying calm and cool. But that was their job that day to do that and and they did it. So that's good. But what's so
2: interesting, dude? I don't know if you guys kept hearing this. Were you watching the footage live? I know Brewski
0: was. We were I, was, I, I I was out having dinner in a restaurant with my kids and I was getting texts from Nick of like, are you watching the shit? So they kept uh, saying that they were I
2: mean, this is well uh, after even the ambulance left that they were blocking the view to the tunnel and they kept remarking that oh we can't see what's going on in the tunnel they've blocked it off and i am so curious why what I, I mean can tell, i happening? can tell you why
3: and this why? is from my personal my personal experience so when my when my dad collapsed when my dad died here at the house they first performed cpr on him on the ground in our driveway outside the window just to my left right here okay. and then and then what happened was um Uh, And then I was up on the porch looking down and I could see them performing CPR on my dad. And my sister was nowhere nearby. She was off to the, off to the side. They then moved my dad onto a gurney and put him in an ambulance. Okay. And while they were performing CPR on my dad in the ambulance, because of how much CPR they were doing, the ambulance was rocking. Okay. All you could see was the ambulance rocking. And, um, Standing there and seeing that ambulance rocking, it it, just—it's you know what's happening, but that just makes it even more real that 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 they haven't gotten his heart started again.
2: Right, they're, they're still, still having
3: going. to having to do that, and I think that's that's part of the reason why, because they were probably it kind still of
0: looks like you the person, right? Like abusing them almost, and you can crack ribs and all sorts of things doing it.
3: No, they're but but I, but I think I think though that, that it's it's traumatizing because at that point there, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. They're working on them. That's, that's all right. I know. But yeah. if I see if I can see that ambulance rocking, then that tells me everything's not okay. Yeah. They're, like still the,
2: the, they're still going. They're still crying. Is,
3: this is still going. This could actually go in a really bad way. Right. And, and And that's why I think maybe maybe it's a privacy thing. And also that that visual, you don't want to be responsible for that visual.
0: Yeah. Sure.
3: What, what do I'm you think sorry. about news? news.
0: Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, geez. But um, uh, what do you think about the fact that a lot of news organizations don't want to show the hit anymore? I mean, it aired live on TV, obviously. But
3: Well, yeah. Dad, I don't – I mean – I don't think the, that's like you said, Steve. It's a one in a zillion chance, and it's and it's a hit that we've seen so many times. Right. And yes, it led to a particular this, this event that we're speaking about right now. But at the same time, it wasn't extra violent. It wasn't right. dirty. It wasn't nefarious. It wasn't...
0: And we already no. saw it because MSNBC said, you know, out of respect for uh, you know the people involved, we're not going to show this. Like, here's yeah. the
2: thing: uh, I think that I they. I think that if you are – I think you could show the hit. I think we could maybe learn some things from the hit. I I
0: mean, we watched uh, Theisman or uh, Namath and all these people get their knees ripped out of their body. (laughs) I don't see why this hit was any different. Especially since he survived, we now know. Yeah, I don't think
2: at, at this particular time that it is appropriate maybe to show him collapsing. You could show the hit right and i think that that's okay because yeah we did we watched it live and there's nothing that happens there where you're like oh right. but if you see him collapse then you know like oh what i watched a man just die and i don't think we need to see that for his family for f- fans friends i, I just, we don't need to see that
0: dude yeah yeah well, I was curious because I didn't see it live, so I was trying to watch the highlights, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was surprised how many organizations said they, that we're not going to play this. Like, It looked like nothing, dude, to be honest. yeah, I right. mean, it looked right. like a play that
2: you would see a million times. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a play where you were like, oh, fuck, that's going to hurt. Like, he just got stuck so hard. It was just yeah. a normal thing, dude.
0: Well, I will be curious now. Uh, the next serious injury, like what sure. what what's the precedent has been set? Do mm-hmm. we keep playing these games or not? So.
3: Sure. Yep. Now, uh, on the very 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 plus side of this, did you guys hear about the um the toy drive that that he was uh, he had going?
1: Yes, no. dude. No. We do.
3: So, yeah, so he he had, he had a toy drive going. He comes from a ru- a, a rough part of Pennsylvania. And you know he wanted to have a toy drive to be able to buy kids in his town toys and all that sort of thing, and all he wanted to raise was twenty five hundred dollars and as of <laughs> recently, they raised over eight million dollars.
0: Wow, that's cool,
2: yeah, yeah, so I mean as soon as uh well like when he they was being carted off into the ambulance uh ambulance, somebody posted this you know toy drive charity that he was doing to see that thing grow so quickly dude was i mean when he woke up and started uh t- you know people were talking to him because he was still in- incubated but uh intubated how do you say that it's intubated
0: yeah
2: uh he would but they told him Oh dude, your charity. I mean, here's where it's at. The held the figures up like, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, that'd be pretty great to see. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool.
3: Did that's did it. you did you see what the first message was? He wrote cuz he couldn't speak cuz he still had the, the 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 breathing tube and that sort of thing. The first thing he wrote when he first woke up was, "Did we win?" I did Just yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> and then but the doctor said, Yes, Damar you did win because you got to live. And you won at right. life. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, of, what does that tell you?
0: What does that tell you? Right there, though? yeah. that tell you? He thought exactly. the game continued on. Yeah. Well, so yeah. apparently he thought that uh, he just assumed <laughs> of course we kept playing the game because i got hauled off the field so yeah i mean that that's interesting commentary actually yeah yeah for
2: sure dude uh steve and i were at a fourth uh, of july broadcast on the beach a couple of years ago and uh we're having a big party you know fourth of july at tahoe the beach is packed dude and we've got a little booth set up for the radio station we're playing tunes everybody's having a good time it's fucking sunny it's nice All of a sudden, this fucking guy collapses, dude. Heart attack, done, dead, no pulse, right in front of our fucking booth, dude, Mm -hmm. 10 feet away. And, uh, you know, crowd starts freaking out. Is there a doctor? You know, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, that a volunteer firefighter was around and started doing CPR on this guy. And to see CPR like that, as Bruski was talking about with your father and everything else is, it is violent. It, it, you, uh, I mean, I got emotional. I think I started crying while we were there just because I had so much emotion running through me. It wasn't necessarily sad. It was just emotionally exhausting to see a human being just getting fucking pumped. And it does. I mean, they can break ribs. They can do all that kind of stuff. It finally got his cart going or heart going. Then they put him on the stretcher, dude, to get him out of this huge crowd, and his heart stopped again. Yeah. You fucking see somebody jump up on top of the stretcher and yeah. sitting there while they're rolling the stretcher away. I have no idea if that guy ever lived or died. Do you know, Steve? I don't know, no. That was the first time I had ever seen CPR perform, But if you can, the reason I bring it up is if that fucked my head up that much with the stranger I'd never met, can you imagine seeing your teammate on the ground having that happen to somebody that you fight and battle with every day on the football field? It'd sure. be crazy.
0: No, that's what I said. I don't know how any of them are going to get that out of their heads, how they can ever take a hit or give a hit again and not be worried sure. they're going to kill someone. And I was, uh, speaking of Tahoe and beaches, I don't know what's going on around here, but um, I think it was two summers ago, the kids and I and some woman I was with, we were at a, a restaurant on the beach. And we're sitting there having dinner and um somebody had some sort of medical incident and paramedics rushed out Uh, someone called them and they came out and they were performing cpr on the guy and for the first little couple minutes of it we were all watching and at one point i told everyone like you know maybe maybe this isn't like a spectator sport why don't we all just kind of go back to eating dinner and you know we're gonna let them do whatever they're doing and everyone's attention kind of drifted away and i'm telling you 10 minutes later they came out with a body bag Wow. And I just kept, like, everyone's attention over here. Just everyone, kids, like, hey, look at the dad's doing finger puppets or something. Like, the guy wow. died right there on the beach in front of us while we're all sitting there having dinner. And, yeah, they hauled him away in a body bag. And uh, Wow.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: uh, I mean that is really a harsh reality of life and death, right there. You know, to be yes. able to like
0: be eating
2: on a beach with a man
0: dying. You right. know, that's it's that Dave Matthews song, "Funny the way it is." We're sitting there enjoying a nice meal, and ten feet away, somebody just died. Funny the way it is. You know, isn't it ironic? Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: Enjoyable, terrible, dude. enjoy life
0: for what we got right now i guess right so, yeah I guess it's really so, the yeah.
2: attitude that we should all have dude. are we bumming I've you
0: been, out I brewski between your dad and your defibrillator oh, no, 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 in your no, chest no, no, like no, no, are we traumatizing you right now no 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 no. i'm
3: good i'm good
2: hey yeah. we're lucky brewski has the defibrillator dude the reason yeah. i brought it up specifically with brewski is because it is just so crazy how your heart can get out of rhythm and we have a device inside you that's gonna make sure it keeps going the right way, the way well, it should. True. true. I mean,
0: like you were talking about, we should have more defibrillators around. Brewski's got one on board, twenty four seven. Yeah,
3: so. yeah. But I mean, fortunately, these days they're they're in most office buildings now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're in that little case, like next, right next to where the fire extinguisher is. Yeah. So everybody, everybody knows if there's a fire. This is where you go if you. Yep. If we've got a, a a medical situation. This is where we go, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You'd have to Google it, but that app that I mentioned. I mean, it could really, honestly, save someone's life if you had an app on your phone that you could pull up
0: quickly if some sure. an emergency happened. You know, where's
2: the closest defibrillator? So.
0: I just started to Google something, and then I thought, yeah, don't do that. I, I was. <laughs> Can you die from
3: a colonoscopy? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I'm no sure there's someone in a zillion chance that you could.
3: Uh, they would have, have to be some sort of, like, rectal bleeding, and you'd have to get, like, septic right. from, like, poop getting into a Well, but anesthetic.
0: Something. You know, people die under anesthesia just because, oh, of, yeah. you know, so I'm being anesthetized, but it's the lowest form. I'm sure <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> You're going to be fine, dude. I always tell my uh, wife, you know, it's the whole WebMD thing of – Oh, what an age we live in, where we can just Google our issues and fix ourselves. Well- I don't know if you've ever done it but when you google like how That'll do you it. get a splinter out it's like you may have fucking
0: cancer dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> better go to the hospital quick
0: WebMD never says you'll be fine <laughs> it always gives no. you the worst case scenarios yeah. for everything so my cousin you know- deals
2: with anxiety and it's basically wrapped around WebMD. she's a fucking <laughs> uh what do we hypochondriac hypochondriac brusky thank you yep. uh and she i told her Hey, listen, stay the fuck off
3: WebMD, and then your life changes, dude. It just changes. Yep. You know, Steve, I was going to suggest to you, um, I told Nick this pre-show, uh, a friend of the program, Doug Stanhope, actually had a, has a bit about uh, receiving a colonoscopy. And he said how it was kind of boring and, and really clinical. And he prefer, would have preferred if there was like kind of a, a dominatrix sort of thing where right. she's like got her foot on his face sure. and she's like, sure, We're sure. going to clean you out and I'm going to check you for prostate it. cancer. <laughs> He's like, Make it fun, you know? Make it, let, Let's get something, a good story out of this.
0: Was he awake when he did his live on the radio or TV or wherever he did his?
3: And I, but it wasn't really a colonoscopy I mean, now that I think about it. It was more of a. um. Like a colonic sort of thing, like you go and get your colon cleaned out and that sort of thing. But in that in that bit, he talks about how since his dad died of colorectal cancer, that that as he said, they want to put a whole bunch of people in my ass. Right, and now (laughs) that I've reached a certain age, they gotta they want to put all these people in my ass. You know, Doug, you really should get this checked out and that sort of thing, you know? Well
0: and Nick suggested that I should broadcast live during this, and I told him that according to a bunch of the gun nuts, my head is already up my ass, so I can just I have a microphone right there. <laughs> yeah, easy well, now now, on with you. <laughs>
3: now Doug, Doug did do it in Alaska for a morning show bit, but it wasn't a colonoscopy. It was just a colonic sort of thing. And yeah. so he said that they actually had an intern and in the um uh in the uh room with him holding the phone up to his face while while the the, the whole, putting the hose up and filling him up with with, with water and that sort nice. of thing. And he was doing it live on the air for a morning show, a rock station in, in um and he he just did it just he said because it was for a goof. And yeah, I was hey. talking I was he's I'm an entertainer. I get it. I'm <laughs> gonna promote a show I'm doing at Anchorage that night.
0: That's great. There is an
2: issue. Oh, go ahead, Arniss.
0: I was going to say, every doctor, everyone who's had a colonoscopy has told me that today, what I'm about to do to myself, that's the worst part of this process. Right. I got to go take a bunch right. of pills and it's just going to make me crap everything through my body. <laughs> and everyone's telling me that's the worst part. You're asleep for the other part. You wake up, maybe you're a little sore or something, but it's no big deal. But the cleanse that I'm about to go do, that's apparently the,
3: and also not being able to eat and being so hungry. And, and yes. that sort of thing too. Yes. I'm really hungry, dude.
2: Uh, <laughs> there is something to think about. There's an issue in our world right now. <laughs> okay. Where, Uh, Say I'm going to go into the hospital and have uh, knee surgery or hip surgery, right? Or maybe I'm going to go in and have a limb amputated. There's an issue. In fact, it may even be a phenomenon.
1: It's a phenomenon.
2: Of doctors. (laughs) cutting off the wrong leg, operating on the wrong knee. Sure. So there's uh. Uh, folks that will uh, take a sharpie and say, like, circle this, their right knee, <laughs> like, this one.
0: Yes. I think that... My you dad has recommended it. that.
2: You see? Really?
0: It's a phenomenon. For, like, leg surgery where there's two of something. Yeah. Yep. yeah.
2: I think that just for the show's benefit and maybe your health, you should put an X on on your penis and circle your uh, butthole yes. and put an arrow down and say this one so they don't do you wrong
0: there's <laughs> already okay? a brown ring there circling the correct
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i think they'll figure it out but uh, no, i think maybe so, they'll so. shove it down my throat by mistake who could- knows people say i'm a big asshole, so there's all sorts of opportunities
3: well you know they could always do the, the toucan sam follow your nose it always
0: knows <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes well like i told my son they're not going down my throat so <laughs> <You
1: know. laughs>
0: yeah well this should be a fun experience but uh, gentlemen I, I do need to uh, go start to drug myself or i'm gonna miss my window for this evening so go eat a little something and relax oh i cannot eat a little something <laughs> you fucker brewski
2: Tomorrow, yes. we want you to have one hell of your 52nd year here on planet Earth. Yes, happy birthday. That. You yeah. enjoy
0: your birthday while I'm getting roto-rooted. The dichotomy ex- on the show tomorrow should be quite interesting.
3: I'm actually having a very big steak for dinner tomorrow, night. make maybe even some baked potato and everything. So
2: Nice.
0: That sounds yeah. good. Sounds you good.
2: like your meat rare?
3: Yes.
0: Good. See, I become uh, an expert on fasting, micro fasting. I do it all the time. So at this point in the game, I'm fine. But when I wake up tomorrow and this whole thing's done, I know I'm just going to be so fucking hungry and
3: yeah, excited, so for sure you, well, you will. All right, wish uh, you the best, Steve. You're going to do all right. You'll see.
2: You'll do I all right. Uh, we will be thinking of you for
0: sure, Stephen. Okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll update you guys as soon as I can. My biggest struggle is just getting there and getting home. Uh, the rest of yeah. in the hands of the experts. So. Yeah. Uh, Poor people. Uh, Show a garden hoe is on my ass tomorrow. <laughs> By the way, of all of the medical professions there are, why would you choose this one to be the expert in sedating someone and sliding some long thing up their butt? Maybe it's that, you
2: off on it, dude? You know,
0: I mean seriously, why is that a profession? There must be some curiosity or kink or something. Proctology, or baby.
2: They just uh. care about people, dude. It's uh, they want to keep people healthy.
3: You know, Cosmo Kramer said, have you ever been around a proctologist? If you're at a party, you want to be around a proctologist. They have the best stories, (laughs) and they always end with, It was a million to one shot doc million to one
2: (laughs) well you should make sure you should
0: ask your uh proctologist tomorrow uh, do you drive a brown probe (laughs) (laughs) it won't be the first time i've been sedated and i wake up i'm like man my butt hurts what happened here (laughs) (laughs) what kind of party is this (laughs) on the next episode of the vocal
2: minority we'll figure out when the first time that happened steve was
0: (laughs) All right. Well, check us out on all of our social media platforms. Uh, go to the dot net. And uh, yeah, uh, guys, I appreciate you accommodating. We normally uh, record the show on uh, colonoscopy day, so we're recording a day early. But yeah, I'll still, uh, I'll still. I'm I'm planning on trying to get some work done tonight. But I, I seriously don't know. Am I going to spend the next seven hours in the bathroom, or is it going to come and go?
3: Laptop. You know. Set the laptop know. up in the there bathroom. There you go. Yeah, You'll be I a sure. king on your throne. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, King well, Stephen, King Stephen, and uh, this is my final word on your birthday, Brewski. Okay,
1: happy birthday, Brewski, champion Brewski. Please
0: remember,
1: Nicholas you.
0: that's very you, sweet you guys
3: are the best thank you so much i appreciate <laughs> it
0: you're welcome i told nick we should do highway to the birthday zone <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just keep that theme going for everything that comes up <laughs> it
3: so,
2: should yeah we've uh, got a boner zone and a birthday zone right <laughs> good up. luck tomorrow steven VocalMinority.net. uh thanks for joining us here for a uh great podcast dude number 20
0: yes number 20 congrats guys we're into the twos so yes peace peace we'll update you next week Champion. Champion. This is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.